0: what's going on everyone welcome to the season gaming bitcast another lovely sunday morning here i am your host ainsley bowden joined as always by my two partners in crime to my right or left mr Tyga guy travis how you doing brother
1: McClunky, happy to be here
0: <laughs> i was waiting for you to say something else <laughs> just kind of
1: you know I, I i felt like there was the second half of the sentence and then i was like i'm very tired i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna quit while i'm ahead in this sentence
0: <laughs> all good and my other partner in crime mr Hoglaw, you know him as virtual legality what's up man
2: Hey, good morning. I'm happy to be here, but I can certainly understand being tired as we all live with the lies the government voiced on us. What time is it, gentlemen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is time?
0: I would, what is time? I would what, is time? what is time? Yeah. yeah. I, and Travis and I were joking before the show experience. that <laughs> playing playing games late, and then before you know it, you've lost that extra hour, and suddenly you've only got a couple hours of sleep. That, so that is long. what
1: happened to me. It was 2 a.m., and I thought, Travis, you'll go to bed in an hour at 3. And then an hour later, I looked at the – time and it was four and i was like oh no that's too little sleep so yeah I played a dangerous show eight game. for you yeah i played a dangerous game with the margin of error for for time and and uh, it bit me so three hours of <laughs> sleep but whatever i did it to myself i'm trying to catch up on games it worked
2: out so, just fine last week We'll For do sure, into some <laughs> debate positions. It'll be this grand. is
0: true. By the way, we got a lot of a lot of good feedback on last week's episode about the, not only the discussion, but the the Hogue and Travis debate, if you will. And but I think people, as we joked after the show, people recognized it wasn't a real debate, right? It was more of just opposing. It was a real points.
2: debate, but it wasn't an attack. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Are great.
1: I'd say it was a debate. Yeah. It, that was yeah, also that. my favorite episode of the show. We <laughs> yeah, I mean, have awesome. arguments
2: about differences. As long as you know you don't go to ad hominems, you don't do attacks. That's great. That's what yeah. life's about. Have fun. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, good morning, chat. Good to see everyone. Uh, Dan is uh, traveling with the family this week. He has planned vacation for a while, so he is not with us this week. But he will be back next week, of course. So, we've got a few things to talk about this week. I've got a on-the-spot question for you guys we we're going to kick off with. We've got to talk some more Elden Ring because Elden Ring. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Because I finally have broken off of Elden Ring and started playing some other games. We've got some uh, news on Overwatch 2, which I think is interesting. We've got PlayStation State of Play. We've got uh, Xbox's uh, critical ratings from 2021 I want to chat on and just a few other little things as well. So, guys, before we get into what we're currently playing, let's start with the on-the-spot question. And this is kind of born out of uh, some of my experience this week. So... I've been fortunate that my the guide I wrote for Elden Ring, for whatever reason, I must have gotten shared somewhere because it blew up this week. Like it was already doing well, but this week it blew up
2: I'm um, it and tweeted all over my timeline from folks that are not affiliated with you.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's it's stuff. wild. Um, so it's it's great. Right. I mean, that's why you create content. Um but what it and i've had tons of people like there's tons of people in my dms asking me questions as they play through Elden Ring because i've i've played way too much of it and that's fine i love helping people um but what it what it occurred to me as i talked to some other people and see some other people right i'm starting to see those people pop up where it's like yeah i i 100% of the game i've got 50 hours 100% i got all the achievements Elden Ring is done and i'm like okay well that's fine. And if that's the way you enjoy games, by no means am I going to say how anyone should play or enjoy games. Everyone does that. That's a personal decision, right? But you cannot 100% Elden Ring in 50 hours. can't be done. Uh, the other thing is the achievements do not represent even remotely the whole of experience of Elden Ring because the achievements are mainly tied to specific bosses in the game. Um, and there's just a tremendous amount of area and dungeons and all kinds of other stuff in that game that aren't tied to achievements. So, 100% in the game of achievements doesn't mean you've 100% of the game by any stretch of the imagination. But the question I want to ask you guys relating to that is, personally, what are your feelings on people who play through a new kind of single player experience, be it Elden Ring, be it Horizon, be it any big, you know, single player game with a guide from the outset? So that they don't miss anything. Like my feeling on that is really strange to me because for me it feels like it almost kills the experience. Like you take away all of the surprise, all of the discovery, all of the excitement of uh, figuring things out or or, you know uh, solving things yourself. Um, And the reason I brought up achievements is I typically see this in the vein of someone saying, "Well, there's." Eight missable achievements, and I don't want to play it again, so I'm going to look them up ahead of time so I don't miss them as I play. Um, and if you love achievements and trophies, of course, that's your prerogative. Um, but to me, personally, again, and I'm asking you, it's just very strange to me. And it, it came to mind with Elden Ring because Elden Ring is so magical from a sense of exploration and discovery and just every moment finding something cool and new that just saying, okay, I'm going to do this quest line and looking up at step by step and step by step. And it's just like, it's like you've, you've taken, you've robbed yourself of the joy of kind of figuring things out. In my opinion, wonder where you guys stand on that.
2: You want to go first, Travis?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is so weird that this came
1: up, uh, and I actually just got in a conversation with, uh, my editor in chief, Dan Stapleton. I saw, da- I
0: did see 10. Dan post about yeah. it. Too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, his thing was like, how could you not use a guide for a game like Elden Ring where, you know, you have to use a certain emote at a certain time of day to, to solve a quest <laughs> and that sort of stuff. And all, all that, all that like crazy stuff. And I explained to him that I've never used a guide for any game. To me, it's sacrilege, you know, it's just not how I do things. And, uh, and uh and and i i have a hard time in in interacting with people who use guides because i'm just like what like what why would you do that like that don't you feel like you're kind of like cheating kind of taking like the fun out of it and i i'm clearly in the minority here people love guides people like youtube tutorials and min maxing that sort of stuff but Mm the way the way i think of it is like there's two types of people there's people who want to uh, use the Legos to build whatever they want and there's people who want to use the Lego sets to build, to follow the instructions and build the exact uh, display unit that they got in the box, you know what I mean? And I think people that use guides are are the people that want the, the Lego creation built exactly to specif- specifications and on display and I'm sort of the other persuasion where, you know, you give me a box and I just want to like experience it and figure it out and do it on my own and that sort of thing. And to me it is really, I don't know, I just ever since I was young, like, you know, seeing the, the print Prima guides, whatever those yeah. you know books were on the counter, people would be like, Oh, $8 at game stop. You throw in this guide. And I was just like, nah, like, what's the yeah. point if I'm just going to be following the guide, what's, what's the point? So it's definitely not for me. Um, you know, when I, when I get achievements, I, you know, when I achievement hunt, it's because I like a game so much. I'm just looking for more reasons to play it. And I'm like, sure. Oh, well, here's a, here's this checklist I can do now that I'm through everything else. But uh Um, Yeah, I I understand the hesitation with games like Elden Ring because, you know, I I played my first Dark Souls game. I went in completely blind, had no idea what I was getting into. And it took me like a year to figure out that the game had multiplayer in it. Like, I just didn't know that was a thing because the game doesn't tell you. And so... Um, i understand it but uh it's not for me and when my friends use guides like i'm playing elden ring through with a couple of my friends and they're all using guides to figure out like where the best weapons are and stuff like oh, that And man. I'm, just, I'm just like stay out of my game i don't want to i don't want to be tainted by your uh your 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 you know min maxed build that you figured yeah. out where to where to run here and where to run there to kill this boss and that boss to make sure you have the best load out and i'm just like
0: nah. yeah i see I, that's what i see on twitter right it's like yeah i'm you know, I'm 30 hours in and it's like you can see they're wearing armor that's like a long quest line they never would have figured out. And like, I've got this spell and it's like just posting clips of like, you know, killing bosses real easily. It's like, but what did you accomplish? Like, it just makes no sense to me. I, I don't know. but Different strokes for
1: different folks, I guess. Yeah,
0: I know. As long as they enjoy it. Like I said, I'm not yeah, trying to yeah. say it's a bad thing, but uh, it's just it's weird to me, as you said. Uh, Rick, where are you fall on this?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat similar to Travis. I could tell you why people do it at GameStops and Electronics Boutique. That's because that's where we made all our margin was on strategy of guides course. and things like that. Hmm. Uh, but that's why they push those things. I actually feel, I'm so I'm the same way as, as Travis mostly. I don't like to use guides. I think we might have discussed this even on air when you were talking about your guidings. And I said, yeah. I don't really use guides. Uh, but it's great if they're out there for people that do want yep. them. Um, I will say there was definitely a period of time in game design uh, where I definitely had to use guides because, frankly, I don't think the designers uh, were that fair. And I'm talking about, you know, your Castlevania twos, um, your, your your various saga games from Square Enix, where it's like, what, you know, what, it, what <laughs> am I even supposed to do? Um, there was a period of time where I think game design was opaque enough that sometimes you needed a strategy guide. In fact, there was, you know, there were always rumors they they built it this way because. They wanted to force you to buy the strategy guide when it was more of a big deal. We didn't quite have the internet the way we did. I know I'm old. I'm seasoned, right? Seasoned, um, yes, but, thank you. Um, so I, I have used them in the past like that. To be honest, I always feel for folks like, like Twitch streamers, right? Are going out there and sometimes the community is just like, oh, don't miss this thing. That's an inv- that's a fake wall, and it's
0: like, <laughs> right?
2: That, that would bother me. I mean, that yeah. would that would shut up. <laughs> 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 you know, because I'm I'm an explorer type. Right. You know, if you go to game design school, they've got the various types of, of player that that you're going to be. And some of that's true. And some of it's not. And some of that's psychology. Uh, but I'm, I'm an explorer type. I like to see what's over the next bend. That's my favorite part of Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, so I don't I would never use it for something like that. But I will say in the same breath, it's also the reason why I fall off these things maybe a little bit more than some other people. Like I sent you a message uh, yep. yesterday because we were talking about various games in DM. And I said, look, I've played Elden Ring for 35 hours. I've gotten to two, two, I've beaten two areas, uh, give or take. And I know there's 200 hours more stuff. But I sit there and say, I feel like I get the structure here. Yeah, there'll be new, you know, singing monsters or various things around. And and (laughs) you tell me that there's cool, there's cool stuff to see. And that's fine. But I've played it 35 hours. I want to go play Triangle Strategy. I want to play Destiny, whatever. I feel like I got Elden Ring. Um, and, and there might be more cool stuff and maybe if I had a little bit more understanding of what that was or how to trigger it, like that's the kind of thing that maybe somebody could use to just push them over sure. the edge on that. Cause you know, after the second area, it's kind of like a, all right, what do I, where do I go yeah. now? What do I yeah. do? And I just wasn't in, I wasn't invested enough at that point in time. I know it's sacrilege. I wasn't invested enough in that point in time to, to push through that, to be like, well, okay, what am I, what am I going to do? Um, so I can see people using it for that reason, the kind of guide posts a little less opaque than the creators of Elden Ring who want that opacity, but maybe I'm not that comfortable with it. So it's essentially like self-selecting a little bit of a tutorial or a little bit of a UI. I know that was big in the discussions in the last week or so um, to just kind of do what the creators didn't want. And yeah, technically that's not the game they built, but if it can get you to a place where you're getting more utility out of it, who am I to say, right? But I do agree with you that there are plenty of people that do that. What I really hate is the people that do that kind of thing. And then like complain about it. Oh, there
1: was no mysteries there. The boss. Is <laughs> oh my so that God. Kind of, dude. Like, I see that all the time. Yeah, It's it's, it's, so, it's so weird, man. And it, what's weird is like, I know how, how popular guides are because I've, I've made them. And this is like another area where like, I tend to make content I would never use. Like sure. I, I work on guides. I make YouTube shows, like all things that are like, if you were like, Travis, what are you doing with your free time? I'd be like, not those things like for sure. You know? Uh, but it, 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 they're super popular. People really, really like to have those guides, and um, you know, I, I get it. There's a certain comfort to it, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like those people should try to play without a guide for just a little bit because I feel like they don't know what they're missing out on. Some of them, some mm-hmm. of them grew up in this age where you just like had the answer online and you could always look it up. And I feel yeah, like they too. could just try. Once to just like really going blind, I feel like they'd love it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I'm sure Ains, you can speak to this as somebody who does reviews on occasion. Uh, the uh, the the feeling of, of I don't, I don't want to call it like superiority, but it's super gratifying when like a game isn't out yet and there's no way to do to use a guy. Elden Ring
0: was and, like that when I was reviewing right? it, like I had right. no idea what that yeah, yeah. was doing.
1: And then, and then you see the you see the the reviewers that are where the boys are separated from the men because the <laughs> other reviewers cannot finish the game because this there's no guys, true. and you're just like this you're true. like, I'm Goku. I've been training in ten times gravity. <laughs> like I'm I'm ready to do this thing. So you're I not wrong, man. I love you're not wrong.
0: And then you read a review where it's like, you didn't finish the game. I know you didn't <laughs> yeah, finish the sure. game. Calvin like,
2: rings an interesting example because and, and and you're not guilty of this, but there is a little bit of cultism out there. If you say like anything, if, if, if people is. on Twitter just heard the paragraph that I gave and said, you know, I've seen I've seen what I need to see out of Elden Ring. That, that There's a certain amount of hellfire that comes with that right there now. Um, and so it is it's an interesting kind of zeitgeist for that specific game. Um, and I, I think of what I've said. I've gone out there and said, I like Elden Ring. I just don't adore it. And that's its own kind of offense to some. It's like, apparently
1: I I still find it insane that people think that Elden ring is for everyone. Like I play the game and I'm like, Oh, this is like, I'm I'm surprised they've marketed it so well (laughs) considering what it is.
2: You want to talk about the story. To me, the story is those numbers, I'm like, it ain't that different from the Souls games. My God. I don't I don't understand how it.
1: they did it. Yeah, I, I
2: it's mean, crazy. I don't know does George RR just pull that kind of weight? I
1: don't know. <laughs> that's what
0: like made the difference, though. A <laughs> um, lot, of, lot of comments on guides and good comments. We have one from uh, Game Forte, sure. if I can find it. Gaming Forte, our buddy. Good to see you, Forte. So he uh, he runs a GameStop uh, and basically said okay. when I ask people at work, they say they buy gu- and use guides help get them through the game more efficiently they like to move game to game without being bogged down and i certainly get that and i our brother our, our brother uh um a.o said the same thing he said you know just uh you want to get through a game efficiently I, I completely get it and understand it and fat boy says the same thing he says i hate <laughs> secret achievements what am i a chuffing mind reader um
2: you can yeah i secret get it achievements mostly i don't know if you can on the xbox you definitely can on this on the playstation you can, you can on play PlayStation. the secret is
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting uh, point because Elden Ring seems to have brought that to my mind again, because it is one of those games where there's so much to miss. Uh, Even, I mean, even if you look up a guide right now, um, because on the, uh, as I was thinking about this conversation, um, I've looked up some things and stuff about quests I miss now after two playthroughs, and I'm like, oh, I would have never figured that out. Like, it just... Just when we figured to it out,
2: ding you. it likes to ding you for like taking too much time. I, th- I mean, like, there's there's little things in these various quests that are cool, but
1: they're hidden quests. I, it's certainly but it's okay to miss stuff. Yes, I feel like that's, that's part just, of that's, it, too. Yes, you, you know? have to get
2: comfortable in Elden Ring where it's like you think about it, and if you're a completionist, you're like, man, it's lucky I saw that cave because it was kind of hidden behind this tree. If I hadn't seen that, I wouldn't have done this thing. And to me, you have to come. Out of that cave or anywhere else you're playing in a game like Elden Ring, and, and get comfortable with, yeah, there's no way I'm going to see all those. There's no way I'm going to press against all the walls. There's no way when an NPC kind of looks like the tree trunk and uh, you you rode you rode past them four times. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you have to you had to have to get comfortable with that. And to me, that can work to make it feel like a forever world, right? Obviously, yeah. there's only a certain amount of resources in there, uh, which is you know a huge amount in a game like Elden Ring, but. Yeah, you get used to skipping those things and missing them. That's when you can get to that comfort level, I think you're going to enjoy yourself a lot more.
1: Yeah, if I think, yeah, be, being okay about with, it,
2: then it's not going to work for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, being okay with not having a perfect playthrough, I think is important. And then, yes, the other especially thing, especially like, in this game, with games like Elden Ring, yeah, it does seem weird. Like if you're trying to do every quest, like to me, that's like you're trying to drink the river, right? Like you're, <laughs> you're you gotta you gotta kind of just dip in and and get scoops of water when you need it. You can't you can't just expect to drink the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I think I think that is another conversation of like the people who are following the guides. Maybe they're getting through the game more efficiently. I don't know how much of the game they're actually getting to enjoy, but they are trying to consume all of the content in a short period of time and. Uh, yeah i just i don't know if it's the intended experience especially with a game like elden ring where like it's so much about about you kind of like being caught off guard and stuff and also the game already has a guide in the form of player comments on the floor like i feel (laughs) like i get spoiled by player comments a lot you know like there'll be something secret in the next room and i'll click on it and i'll be like i kind of wish i didn't know that but uh you know that's how i find stuff out like i found out about the uh the thing that Dan was subtweeting about to, uh, in Elden Ring this week was about the uh, wolf quest. And yep. I figured that out just because of player comments. Like, I was in an area, and it was like, try emote. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. it's that finger snap thing. And I, I, you know, I did it, and I, I figured out that quest line. So, so- um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured that out on my second playthrough. There's so much more that I figured out on my second playthrough and found. Like, I must have seen several more areas, more NPC quests. And there's still plenty that I didn't figure out. So but Every time just,
2: it gives me yeah. a new menu item in a place I felt I could have completely skipped, I'm like, geez. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, that yep. happens a lot. All the time. Oh, man. I was telling Travis that, uh, not to keep on Elden Ring, but I was telling Travis that I, I rolled credits this week on my second playthrough, and then I went and beat the final demigod, the red-haired long-sword chick everyone's talking about in the artwork and stuff. You know, she's, like, on the cover of the game and all that. Um, I beat all that, beat all the demigods. 200 hours in the game now, over 200 hours, right? And I'm about to turn it off because I'm like, I can finally play other games. And I I ride my horse across this open area in the late game. And under a rock, like over here, I see a teleporter with blood on it. And I was like, I've never seen that before. Like, what is that? I go through it. It's an entirely new area of the game I've never seen before again. And I was like, I swear to God, Miyazaki is coding this game in real time. Like, it just never ends. (laughs) It just never ends. Like, it's unbelievable. So um, I get it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, an interesting uh, viewpoint for for this week to start on. So let me get the super chat real quick from Mr. Luke Lore over at Xbox Expansion Pass. $2 super chat. As always, Joe sucks. I mean, I I think we're all in agreement here, Luke. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I DM Ains for ER help. He does. That's fine. I I love it. Lots of people are, like I said, all good. (laughs) And Travis is cool. (laughs) There you go. Thank you, Luke.
1: Just Ains and his DMs answering Elden Ring questions all Constantly. I've done that. I've asked Ains like something. Not not to like cheat. I like try to get him to not spoil things for me. But I'm like, hey, just random questions. Those are the (laughs) best
2: kinds of guides, right? Like back in the day, you used to have like a here's clue one, here's clue two. Maybe you had like a little red thing that was using that, you know, the the fake codes that you used to have in the kids books. I I like that. If I can get some notion of I, I just need I just need a little like just a little. Uh, yeah. That can be helpful, but the, the problem is if you're searching for something, it's it, you almost come at it from the find top, it real bottom fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, it's
1: we're too I, efficient with our search results. <laughs> I don't love them,
2: but you know there's a lot of cool ones. I, I remember King's Quest. Uh, Ooh, six. Let, let's go. King's Quest those six, are tough. I think I was having difficulty with, and the way that they were doing those strategy guides back then was. They were writing them as narratives, as if the author had traveled to Daventry and interviewed the people uh, with respect <laughs> to the various quests that they were on. Um, and then you, it was kind of like baked in what you should be thinking about with those. Um, and I like that. But, you know, I was a nerd kid. What can I say?
0: King's Quest Classics. Yeah. You? We're all nerds here. We're, we're in safe haven here. It's fine. Um, all right. So what else have we have been playing, guys? I, uh, I finally got over to Horizon, which I've Yay. been talking about. Uh and very much looking forward to. And I'm gonna say something controversial just to kick us off here. Um and it wouldn't, wouldn't
1: be it wouldn't be a bit cast without <laughs> a controversy.
0: And uh for context, Rick uh, as you said, likes Elden Ring, but you correct me if I'm wrong, you love Forbidden West. And... Yeah, I think
2: Forbidden West is gonna wind up higher in my estimation at the end. I'm gonna come back to Elden Ring. I'm giving it like a, a pause. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Forbidden West is gonna wind up higher in my estimation. Um at the end of the day and and you're going to tell me why i am a wrong-headed loser no no
0: no 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 because one thing that really drives me crazy and i tweeted about this this week is is speaking definitively about games that you haven't experienced like i i don't enjoy people who speak definitively about games that they've only experienced like a tiny portion of so i'm not going to make any definitive comments about forbidden west because one i love horizon i think i'm going to love this game um, but it does feel, um, um, so to give you context, I'm maybe four to five hours in. Uh, mm-hmm. I got past the, the title roll screen, right? All that whole tutorial, got to the credit roll, And now I'm in the next area after that and exploring. Um, the one thing, so first of all, Aloy talks too much. You guys already covered this. We talked about it no a few question. weeks ago. Th-
2: she thinks My you're gosh. a moron. She so really does. You, you, yeah. you
0: set me up perfectly because, the controversial thing I was going to say, and maybe it's not even controversial, but I'm coming off of 200 hours of Elden Ring, right? Elden Ring assumes players are intelligent and assumes you're going to work things out. Horizon feels like the polar opposite where the game makes me think the game assumes that I'm stupid. <laughs> and, I- and, and it, and, and it just annoys me. Like, I, I'm literally walking, and you know everything's marked. There's, there, it'll show you. You know, if you if you have the icons, I have Explorer mode on because I want less yep. clutter. You know, we've talked about that. Highly
2: recommended, Explorer mode. Yep. Yeah,
0: so I have that on because that's how I prefer to play. But it's like you, it's clear you can see something up the mountain right here, right? Yep. So I start yep. climbing, and A, and Alo is like, oh, looks like there might be something up there. I should go explore there, and I'm like, shut up! Like There's I'm not four years is, old. Like I know what I'm. How great. often
2: it's late. Right, so I, I remember, you know, you're you're you've got a box up on a ledge. I'm no spoilers. There's there's boxes in this game. There's a box <laughs> up on a ledge. You start pushing it. You're figuring out the puzzle. that uh, "I wonder if that box could be of any help." I'm like, "Jesus, hey, Lord. Huh. Dude, dude. Yes. The
1: fact the fact that you're playing it post Nerf aims, like when I was playing the game, that's why that was why I complained about it. That that whole show that weekend where I was yeah. where I was playing a couple weeks ago, True. I came out. I was just I like, "Dude, I can't
2: this. I can't
1: The fact that I was in settings looking to see if there was a way to make her talk less and there wasn't is (laughs) like, and I wasn't the only one. I think, Rick, you said you did did, the exact same thing.
2: My daughter can vouch for me here. I go, I wonder if there's a like skip her tutorial messages because you'll go into a cave and there'll be a puzzle, you know, like a little Tomb Raider type puzzle. It's what I did last night. She'll, like, direct you to, like, the three things you need to t- to look at yep. before, you, before yep. you've gotten all the way into the cave. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> shit. It, ha- it happened to me last night. And, again, I'm, like,
0: I'm moving boxes to climb up a ladder, which, again, don't get me st- – Like, I'm, like, I'm playing another PlayStation game where I'm moving boxes to climb a ladder. Like, there's got to be better design that we can do here, first there's of all. There's a few boxes in this but, game. <laughs> but then, second <laughs> of all, like, the the stuff she says half the time is either late or not even contextual. Like. I am I'm, I'm fighting the Burrers, are they at the yeah, beginning yeah, yeah so the,
2: place the watchers
0: yes thank you so I'm hiding right for a stealth attack and I hit the stealth attack and I'm literally mid shoving my spear into it and she's like looks like there could be something up over there and I'm like <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> like what are you talking about right now this That's is so i
2: can't defend this this is 100 accurate it is the biggest problem with the game there's other smaller problems they got some animation issues with their climbing and things like that yes um, i've noticed that but but ains is exactly right on this it is absolutely terrible it is also the kind of thing that i believe you could flag on the dialogue tree and and get out of there and, and please or, or, or just whatever. make it a
1: yeah. toggle like yeah. i feel like i feel like i'm gonna wait for that patch because it was i get annoyed by small things and they they ruin the game for me and that was one where it was just like it was scratching at me for so long i was like <laughs> i have to step away from this game but well it feels I, like I, post they, the patch I, i'll i play the game again
0: it, it feels like they tried to make it like more like uncharted because like half of this game so far i'm climbing and jumping on things and she's just talking the whole time and i'm like you're not nathan drake like when i play uncharted I know Nathan Drake is a character. I love him. I love the Uncharted games, um, but I know what I'm getting, and I'm like, why am I playing Horizon that feels like an Uncharted game right now? Like it just—I don't know why they, they went, went this in a direction.
2: Direction with this one in terms of tone and genre. I mean, you're going to have a buddy with you a lot. You saw that in the tutorial. Yes. They want to bounce dialogue off of those kinds of things. There's there's collections and base elements that are very Mass Effecty. Um, in, in my opinion, the way that they're going to structure what you're doing in terms of uh, overall goals, and I'll leave it at that.
1: Um, no social links, though. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, no, no. How social mass affected can I it be, think, really?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't, I don't think there's social, but there's a little, there's maybe on the edges. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I will also say this, though. Remember, they don't, they don't trust you to play a video game. So you, <laughs> in five hours in, are still in the tutorial. Yes, Steve I've heard. Tutorials. There's the dungeon tutorial, which is awful. Uh, yes, and that's it really cost, is. I don't know.
0: Terrible start hours. to the game. Yeah, and I then, didn't enjoy it at all.
2: No, it's awful. I again, I I want to I want I, I want folks to understand. I love this game, but that doesn't mean we have to ignore the stuff that is awful. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: So that opening area is awful, and then that next area that's what is essentially know. the tutorial. It's the White Orchard. We talked about that. Yeah. What well, the White the Orchard? Yeah. How does how does an open world work? But very yeah. handholdy. It does get less handholdy and more agency is given to you as you break (laughs) out of that area.
0: Good. Um, I've heard that as well.
1: And I will agree. Like the, the, the first 10 hours of the game are like by far the worst part of it. I'd be willing to bet that like, if, if there's a player attrition on the game, it'll be during that part because I, I almost fell off a few times and luckily I pushed past it. And once you get into the proper forbidden West area, the game does get a lot better. She never stops patronizing you with, with dialogue. That, that's sort of why I ultimately was like Jesus. But, uh, but, but I will say like the, the handholding intro and the fact that she never stops talking are the worst parts of the game. And I think that's a, pretty big accomplishment if they're the worst parts of the game because everything else is fantastic is especially fabulous yeah um, past, and one of the, the things
2: end. you'll learn and, and not to, to spoil it I mentioned this when we talked about it earlier is that that white orchard area is establishing the new direction that they're going to go with side quests how they're going to feed into each other how that all works together in a much more what I characterize usually as a Witcher format uh, where they're, they're all kind of telling you various pieces about the geography the characters in it and they're interacting with each other so it's not just, there. you need to go find my prayer beads. I'm sitting on a mountain, like like all the time. Um, yeah. And that to me was really, I didn't love how slowly they were taking the intro, but by the time that I got to like the proof of concept, I believed in the world that they were about to show me. Because I mean, like, it's noteworthy that you're not in the Forbidden West yet. Like, And, and that's that's really when the game starts. <clears throat> and, yeah. and so all that stuff is them holding your hand. And I think they do it too much. I, I really, really do.
0: Yeah. Uh, but
2: they also kind of show... To me, who is a person that liked but didn't love Zero Dawn, this is like a seven to me out of 10, that, that original game, that this becomes a nine because you're paying much more close attention to your world building and building something interesting at all times. Um, and I think that that's why it works so much better. But yeah, it, it is really like 10 hours. Travis is right before you, before they're like, okay, I've heard. I guess, I guess you understand how this works. I guess we're going to let you out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been talking to Bomber, who's in the chat. He's played a lot of it too. And we were joking yesterday about it. And a lot of the comments are agreeing with you guys as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just got to push through. I said that yesterday, and I will. I mean, like I said, I love Horizon. I know everyone tells me it gets better. The writing so far is uh, I'm not enjoying either. Uh, I hear the story gets wild in the late game. It's
2: absolutely I, crazy. Yeah, You're I heard not it's. Ready.
0: Yeah, I heard it's just bonkers, <laughs> off the wall. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously it's gorgeous. Obviously it's it's fun to play right now. But uh, yesterday I was just like, okay, this is this is. I actually turned it off at one point. Went back to Gran Turismo, um, just because I, I was Gran like, Turismo. yeah, Gran Turismo. Yeah, we I can talk about Gran too. Turismo. By the way, Mister Rodriguez, where's that sexy guy? Seven out of ten show. <laughs> hope you're hope you're uh, having fun with the family, Dan. Um, <laughs> let me get the super chat real quick from Mister Gecko Gamer. He's back five euro super chat might this be a case where studios within publishers share so much info with each other that all of their games converge to themselves similar to ubisoft
2: horizon you mean like from from playstation pollinator yes
0: yeah i think that's what he's referring to and i you know i talked with uh elu who's uh, normally here with us in the chat yesterday about this um it, To me, and I've said this before, and I I don't necessarily mean this as a slight, but I I do feel some of the PlayStation titles are uh, first party titles, obviously, are a little templity. Like, you you know, when you're playing a PlayStation first party title, there are a lot of similar aspects that are shared across them. Um, And I think to to Gecko's probably point here, Horizon definitely is an example of that. Like I said, I mean, it feels like I'm playing an Uncharted game right now. Uh, It's like Uncharted Forbidden West, at least at this point in the game. So uh yeah, I, I definitely feel that that happens to a degree.
1: I actually don't know if it's if it's studios sharing information with each other. I think it's more um, developers wanting to chase success, especially things that they feel like you know games that they liked and that sort of thing they want to incorporate and I, I've said this before on the show but development doesn't happen in a vacuum you're kind of always looking at what's available to you and uh, I, I think that that means that, lots of games that develop best practice and if they're similar types of games then you know those games are going to kind of look similar and uh i yeah i don't i don't know if it's them like sharing secrets and being like oh here's here's the code that we wrote for, for this game. Now just you know, pop that in and throw a last of no, us on it but, or whatever. Well, I don't but, know if i yeah, shared yeah. so
2: much info or code, but I mean, there's certainly a notion of this is what pleased the, the board person. This is what pleased yeah. the person that's looking That's at what I think board. it mostly is. Yeah this is, the, yeah. this is the question I had with Microsoft. There is a concern. I don't know whether it's legitimate or not because we haven't run it enough time for Microsoft, but there is a concern that if this is what Phil likes or the rest of the gaming division likes, that there can be kind of a vanilla... This is, you know, this is what happens. This is what I personally feel happens a little bit with like the MCU. This is, this is the direction that yes. Kevin likes. This is the direction that works Thank for the you. board, whatever. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you like that flavor, but that condensing of amount of flavors <laughs> available to you can happen. The two, the two games that I feel are the most similar recently from Sony are Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima. The, the way that their maps work, the way that their resource collection works and their menus and, and overall flow Every minute I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, I be like, wow, this is this is a very similar kind of yep. work. Obviously, it's between swords and motorcycles and things like that, but I could really feel it there. I, I do think, Ains, I agree with you that hey, you're going to do a third part, third part person, open world action adventure. There's certain things that are going to work, and and certain things that aren't. Yeah, yeah. Um, Horizon isn't going to ultimately feel like Uncharted to you um, anymore. Yes, than, you know, I mean, it's, it's open world. Um, And Horizon does a lot of cool stuff with kind of hunting and they've, they've kind of shorn up the the UI uh, for all the ways that you're going to grow your weapons and various things that were in the first game, but that to me give Horizon life, which is that, okay, I'm going to do these various things and I'm going to find this area. And then I'm going to have to make sure that I cut off this particular part. So it's got that little bit of monster hunter element into it Mm -hmm. uh, combined with all the rest of this stuff and and first in class world building. And and you, you haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. Uh, I don't blame you for that. Uh, But I do think there is a legitimate concern of when everybody's under the same umbrella, the guys with the purse strings are going to be the ones that you want to get to say yes to you. Um, They know what happened to Ben. They know that, you know, Days Gone 2 was turned down. They do know enough about that. Um, And I think that I'm sure Sucker Punch was enthused about Ghost of Tsushima, but the fact that it lined up with what Sony likes to do I'm sure was no certainly way. didn't hurt. Yeah. Didn't hurt at all. Right. Yeah, so, I, I honestly
1: and, think that's why all Ubisoft games are the same is because yeah. they've found success with that type of game and they're just sort of chasing success. It's like, yeah, I mean, I call it yeah. UB game
2: and I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> I, people don't like me when I go out and say, look, I like UB game. Mm-hmm. I like every flavor they give to me. I just, I, it's a very calming thing to, to just go check off those things. I enjoy that experience. Um, and no, I don't have to think about it too much, but do I put it on the Pantheon games? Not usually.
0: Yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed
2: Odyssey is the sole exception to me because I thought it worked best in that format. Mm. But yeah, I mean I go make money. I don't I, that doesn't bother me, but I would like <laughs> to see more variety, especially out of
1: mass what? market appeal. And Rogue.
0: clearly, and clearly people to your point aren't objective. Uh, objectively disliking it right I'm i mean like, ubisoft
2: media of the world is like ubisoft is the worst they only make the one game but you know they're still yeah. in the top 10 mahalo's made a billion 10.
0: dollars so <laughs> yeah. obviously there's people enjoying it right i mean it yeah. doesn't matter what well, twitter's not any
2: different than my, me buying you know when, when i did this when you buy madden every year because you enjoy the football you do it in the fall it's like yeah assassin's creed call of Duty's Utah, the same way a new flavor yeah. fine it's yeah. comfort I, food
1: it, it is. And, and you can't, you know, you can't just watch art house films, right? Sometimes you just got to watch a, a crummy action movie. Like and, a fast and, and
0: furious, you know, just crummy garbage action. Movie. How
1: dare you? How dare you? Uh, but yeah, but other, other movies that aren't fast and furious that don't have a uh, incredible storylines and, and, uh, Oscar worthy
0: acting. Um, oh okay so we're talking about different movies altogether then yeah.
1: well you haven't it's seen fast and furious way. in like a decade so maybe <laughs> you should true. shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> this is true i think
2: we had this conversation i told you the last one i saw was tokyo drift so it's there you long. go that's me, that's
1: too. <laughs> aims me did too. too exactly yeah so exactly. you guys are both old and don't know what you're talking about i think it's what we've taken from us <laughs> uh, but yeah seasoned right yes right. yes
0: thank you um <laughs> all right guys so uh what else have we been playing? I know, uh, Rick, so... Uh, oh, I got a gem.
2: I don't know if you guys know this one. It. Maybe you do. All I've right. got a gem that I'm absolutely adoring called RPG Time, The Legend of right. Anything? No, no I like clue. C. No this clue. Is great. I've
1: seen that in the Xbox store. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, okay.
2: You know? So, Xbox game came out, I don't know, Thursday, maybe. Uh, the premise of this game is that you are essentially after class in an elementary school, uh, and your buddy has been making an RPG. Um, And he makes it all with things that he created, uh, little puppets on straws. Uh, When he voices a character, he puts on a headband. Um, It's all in the vein of um, drawn sketches uh, in his notebook that you're moving around and doing various things. But it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely imaginative. It's crazy. You're walking through a cave you wind up in a tank that tank winds up in a digital world you go through a zelda-esque experience you pop out then you have rock'em sock'em robots against the boss all while this kid is changing the rules uh at all times and and drawing new things in the the cave and erasing them um super 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 imaginative um and uh fantastic i mean it's this- it's it's fantastic it's novel it's exactly what i'm looking for in an experience um you know it's maybe not the gamiest of games it's for the most part working through mini games and exploring things on pages of of notebooks but you guys should look up some screenshots of this or even uh, i'm doing it right now because uh, it,
0: it sounds familiar um yeah, like i've, I've seen a trailer on, of it
2: i believe it's been worked on since like 2013 or something like it wow. it just took a lot of time for a small team uh sure. but came out this week uh very very goofy but uh sweetly goofy um and uh, very, very imaginative. Uh, I think the, the kid has uh, cardboard buttons he puts on to explain what your action button does during this section or uh, what have you. It, the, the buildings that you go in uh, in an RPG town are post-it notes. Then the post-it notes come off to show the interior and then go back on when you leave. Um, you know, all this goofy stuff. That's uh, awesome. Very, very cool.
0: I now yeah, own uh, this game. the trailer of it right you now. And I'm like, well, since, yeah,
1: since hoax started talking, I now own this game, RPG. Uh, uh, it, is, it,
2: it is great. Super, right. super imaginative. You'll love it the, the whole time.
0: I'm in, man. I'm in. That looks awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely check that How out. How much is it? 30 I think it's bucks. 30 I just 30? bought okay. it. Yeah. Twenty nine
1: ninety nine, guys.
0: Cool. All right. Well, there you go, guys. There's a I game recommendation. I didn't sure
2: expect I'm sure people it. online will be like, why isn't this on Game Pass or whatever? It really is worth it. It's, it's really imaginative um in a way that i like to support i mean and it looks cool the whole time i mean you're you're talking about like the you know old old sketches that kind of move around while they're stationary um and and working through all those uh all those areas all the music in the game is from his other favorite fake games that he plays on an mp3 player next to where you are to 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 be uh evocative of whatever thing you're facing i it's it's great
0: that's awesome. So it's called, uh, anyone listening, it's called RPG Time, The Legend of Rite. Rite is in the name. W R I G. Right, like Phoenix Wright. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Um, that does look cool. I just, like I said, I was watching the trailer. It looks really neat. So I'll have to check that out. Um, very, very cool. Very cool.
2: So that's my gem. The other thing you- I'm playing, I'm, I'm 25 hours deep in triangle strategy.
0: And- yeah. So you still uh, still high on it?
2: Yep. No, it's going to be on my top 10. I, nice. It's exactly oh, yeah. where I live. Uh, you know, it's 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 human political strategy. Uh, people are going to complain, and rightly so, about the level of cutscenes here. It's half cutscene, half tactics game. Uh, but you can control it, much like I wind up controlling an open world game where you go and you putz around a little bit and then you decide I'm going to do main story sequences. Um, you're going to have to build up the levels of your team just like a Final Fantasy Tactics or an over battle or something like that. Um, so you you have the ability to do mock mental battles. And so you just kind of, for me... I sprinkle them in, you know, I, I do two long cut scenes and I, and then I say, all right, I'm going to have to do a couple of these anyway. I'm going to do this one here and then I'm going to watch another couple cutscenes. cut scenes. I'm going to do this one here and then I'm going to do the main, uh, the main fight. Um, it starts off, uh, you might think it's, it's too easy. Um, it's, uh, it's not going to do a lot of pushback for a long time. Uh, it kicked my butt this weekend, kicked my butt and I liked it. Liked it wow. the whole time. <laughs> Give me some pushback.
1: No, I know and it hugs can, yeah,
2: into you can it. That. <laughs> you can that. Oh, I like that. I
0: like a little challenge.
2: Give me some you pushback. my butt,
0: and I liked it. Jeff.
2: Yeah, it beat me. Well, it's it's simpler. It's streamlined. You're not changing jobs like a Final Fantasy Tactics, and you're not protecting your people's lives like a Fire Emblem. Um, so it's it's significantly more streamlined in the in the like uh, decisions that you're making. Because okay, if this person dies, I would have preferred to get more experience out of this for them because you get yeah. experience whenever you do something. But it's not the end of the world. It also means that the design of the fights can be a little bit more um, traumatic from the designers. They can set up the challenge so that it's essentially they know if you're coming out of this, you're coming out of this with two people, and you're trying to you're trying to fight off a an enormous force uh, in in very very cool ways. Uh, behind all that, the the politics is good. Uh, the, the the nation states uh, operating against each other. The characters are good. You may have seen me on Twitter uh, arguing. Uh, that uh, they weren't dull. I believe IGN called them a very dull cast, Travis. I, so I blame you for all the sins <laughs> of your, of your product, Actually, so I 100%. mean,
0: Travis made the game if you didn't know that. For sure, yeah. 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 People yeah, will tweet it. me yeah. about have, how I, I need changes. to fix I, it. I
2: would recommend, Travis. Yeah, cool. So, um, so I went out and said they're not dull. What they are is the Star Trek The Next Generation crew, right? They are super professional, very competent, mature, Um, not overly emotional and not overly dramatic, even though they're in horrible horrible situations throughout they're on the run for huge periods of time. Um, And to me, that works. In fact, there's a number of relationships there that I don't know that I've seen, or at least not often in video games, a kind of sweetly uh, conveyed betrothal and and working through different kingdoms, talking to each other and, and various other people that would have problems from a kind of adult professional perspective, that there aren't easy answers for rather than I'm going to withhold this information from you and we're going to cry about it or all these various things, which are all still legitimate ways to tell a story. And God knows Ains Horizon has a lot of very melodramatic stuff. So uh, that's waiting for you. Uh, But triangle strategy isn't dull. It's just different. Um, And I think it's different in a very, very cool way
0: so uh i've heard a lot of good things see people and uh, eric points out that anyone interested in it there's a demo that gives you the first three chapters for free and progress in that demo transfers to the full game so really no excuse
2: feel for that ratio i'm talking about that that, that's not going to change if that completely does not work for you in those in those three chapter demo probably not for you
1: gotcha
0: okay it'll it sounds like one i'm definitely want to check out once i have time um i'm still catching up time it's you know, always the caveat to
1: end all caveats.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> but Hey, I've got horizon to get through. I got to get through this 18 hour tutorial, apparently before I can start enjoying that game. And uh, I've got a lot of grand turismo to I don't play. Know and I
2: hated the first open world area as much as you did. So, I mean, we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt. So
0: well, I, I had an instance, I don't want to harp on it, but I had an instance yesterday. I showed a clip to some of the guys and I was like, what is happening here? So I'm riding a mount and I'm getting attacked. Right. So I'm running away and I get this little hill and I'm talking about like a, a like that on the screen, like a little, my, my mouth just stopped. Like it wouldn't move. And like Aloy's kicking her leg and nothing's happening. And I'm trying to go around and, and Bomber's like, yeah, there's a lot of kind of like small little invisible walls that you can't go through in, in various little spots like that. And I'm like, well, this is driving me nuts. I'm in the middle of the open. Like I wasn't in front of a wall or anything. And I'm like, this is just killing me right now. It's killing me. So anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, I wish you better times ahead, Ainge. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it does animation. get better.
1: I, I can vouch for Hogue. I, I will stick with
0: it. All right. Travis, you said uh, you're starting a new review tomorrow, which yes. I'm sure you can't talk about yet. But I can. I can. You can. Oh, wait, Anything wait. else that you're going to be playing? Or, yeah, or, so or,
1: I've been playing a ton of Destiny. Um, for those of you who don't know, last weekend the, uh, the raid happened. I think I talked about it on the show for a little bit. Last weekend is all blur. You were explaining uh, but
2: your tiredness, yes.
1: Yes. Uh, so we, we beat the raid as a community. It was very good. Uh, I completed the end game content and then early last week I slapped my review score, my final review on destiny, the witch queen. So gave it an eight out of 10, which at IGN means it's great. Uh, great game. Uh, stand by that for sure. It also represents a pretty big, uh, milestone for me which is uh destiny finally getting out of the six and sevens that i have afforded it for uh many years um it is now it has now reached an eight for me uh it's it's definitely the best destiny has been uh since since seven years ago when it when it started so um hoge i I know you're playing it hopefully you're you agree with that but the campaign is fantastic they just they really hit it out of the park with uh so many things uh they did in that game i love
2: I don't know. I you know. It's, yeah, uh, it's
1: great. Like, it's so great. Cool. They're they're great. Yeah, super cool idea. Um, yeah, and you can you can read my review on IGN.com uh, and uh, watch the uh, video on YouTube, which has about a third of the content because my review is like three thousand words, and I can't I can't make that a a, f- a fifty minute review video. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's quite good. I've also been playing Elden Ring. I know everyone in the world is playing Elden Ring. I got to it late, but I'm probably farther than you. I'm blowing through the game. Like I I probably killed like. 100 bosses and i haven't done any any main quests at all i'm i'm like in the end game areas and i haven't done anything so i looked
0: up um, uh i looked you up travis you already have 70 hours in it so bravo sir
1: I oh, have no. 70 hours in the game I'm catching up and, uh, and I've, and I I'm super high level. I think I'm over level hundred and I haven't killed any of the main bosses or anytime I see a grace leading me somewhere, I'm like, Nope. And I just, I go the other way and I look for other stuff to do. So I'm really taking my time with it, but eventually I'm going to have to go and, uh, and fight some of these uh these demigods everybody's talking about. So um, I'll get to that eventually.
2: An You're be as to waypoint directions. Yeah, you?
1: I just don't I I don't like authority. I don't like people telling me what to do. So uh, yeah, I'll turn away. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm having a ton of fun. And then uh tomorrow I'm gonna have to put Elden Ring down again. Uh and and you know, I haven't played Destiny as much, but I'm gonna have to put it down. I'm starting a review of uh Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which um, yes. is oh, okay. the new borderlands game I'm, I'm covering that for ign so luckily they're giving that to me about two weeks early so i'm going to be able to run through it it's like a 30 hour game 50 if you do all the side quests so um should be a lot of fun and uh i won't be able to talk about it until the review's live but i can't say i'm reviewing it and uh, and uh, and yeah hopefully it'll hopefully it'll be good you never know uh with these games so we'll see but i'm, I'm a huge borderlands fan so
2: just, i think borderlands to me has kind of a highish floor it's for like, sure uh, you, you know what you're getting
1: for sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i hope i hope so yeah I-, I was one of those guys who borderlands 3 felt to me uh, like a game that that came out in the wrong era <laughs> like just felt a little uh, outdated given the fact that they sort of invented looter shooter and then in my opinion haven't really at least with borderlands 3 they didn't really grow with the, where kind of the industry evolved to, yeah, it, felt um, like to the point. Yeah. it felt like a throwback yeah and so i'm hoping that that they uh they they um do more with this. I really like the uh the uh tiny tina um the, yeah. DLC for Borderlands yeah. 2. I thought that was a brilliant idea. So the fact that it's getting a spin-off is fantastic. I'm really excited for it. But uh yeah, I'm gonna start that tomorrow and it's probably gonna consume my life until the game comes out. So that's what I'll be busy doing. And elden Ring will have to wait. My 70 hour uh playthrough will have to be put on hold for a little bit. So stuff, very excited.
0: That's, stuff. that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that too. Um i'm looking forward to it i hope uh i'm looking forward to like a borderlands experience that has a a few deeper rpg mechanics because supposedly this has more builds and more kind of yeah. to do, which a- as not- it ought
1: to uh being a, a D kind of uh play yeah. on on things bunkers and badasses is their a version of it but yeah i'm uh i'm i'm pretty excited for it also uh Oh no, that went out of my brain. I, I had another comment and it's gone now. What <laughs> um, I wish
2: for from that game out of the trailers is I wish that they had dug a little bit more into fantasy than than the, the guns looking so much like the guns. Yeah. That, that's really just an art thing. Uh, and I'm sure Borderlands will still be Borderlands. But when I heard about the project, I was like, oh, that'll be cool to see the fantasy versions of Borderlands. And it's like... It's mostly borderlands uh, in, in <laughs> they got to the keep the
1: spirit of it different. yeah i don't yeah. i don't think uh but yeah that, it is it is a shooter so take that what you will but right yeah, yeah. i'm pretty excited by it uh i i'm uh I've, I've got they're giving me a bunch of code so i'm gonna be running through it in co-op which in my opinion is the way it's meant to be played so um that should be fun times
0: cool 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 another what super chat to get to mr gecko gamer is back again another five euro super chat he says i'm in horizon zero dawn and just went to went out the tutorial tutorial area, Jesus, and feel slightly overwhelmed. Any tips? Um,
1: did you I mean zero like Dawn a, or do you mean forbidden West?
2: Cause he's gotta mean forbidden West, right?
1: Yeah. I'm thinking he probably does mean, cause I don't, I don't really remember a
0: tutorial area in, in zero Don. There, well, there's
2: whole, the whole mother's cradle is the tutorial area in zero Dawn. Right? Yeah.
0: It's that intro area where you're, uh, and then they'd flashback with your tribe member. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you mean Forbidden West, and I can't answer. So it uh, might be better, Rick, if you have any comments.
2: Uh, well, to me, I always, I mean, I can only tell you what I do, right? So the very first thing I do when they give me the keys to the car is I go and I look through the various things that I can upgrade and see what I can see in terms of where animals are and, and pick a few to get a feel for the area. Um, and then the other thing that you need to know is that they're going to be putting quests in virtually everything that's going to be labeled as a town or a village or some name that you don't recognize. So if you go out and you zoom out all the way on your map, you'll see various areas that are very likely to have more content for you. Um, And then, of course, the main quest is is going to be higher. Yeah, the
0: main quest. So, by the way, not to interrupt you, Rick, but he actually just said again, zero he means Zero Dawn.
2: Okay. Right. Well, I mean, uh, Zero Dawn, I, I think depending on which version you have, you can either start to kind of start trekking up to the Banuk, um and getting a little bit more levels there, or you can begin the Long March to Meridian. Zero Dawn is not as, as um, it doesn't have as much stuff just out there uh in the wild as as forbidden west so you have you don't have to worry about it as much
1: yeah um, i'd say the do the hunter team. challenges that was my favorite part of the game and i sort of be to those yeah i'd say do it's the so hunter i challenges. started zero
2: dawn so many times i got so sick of that first one and timing like the logs i got so sick yeah. of that hunter challenge um yeah. but uh yeah so doing
1: the hunter challenge is also super uh like beneficial like you get some really good stuff running those so that's my recommendation is uh forsake the main story quest and just do the hunter challenges until you get a really good feel for the game enjoy and get some good equipment yeah enjoy pre meridian for sure yeah there
0: you yeah. go I, you know the sad thing is i platinum that game and i don't remember i platinum when it came out so it's five years old now i don't remember a whole lot about it last
1: time i played the game it wasn't out yet because i reviewed it so i beat the entire <laughs> her right uh zero dawn and i haven't played it since sen- i haven't played it since playing, the game came did, out did you weirdly. ever wanted playing frozen wilds I reviewed I that too, so I actually okay. did go back to play the expansion. But I think they, for that one, they gave us like a a pre-save game and made us they play off a, of that. So even it was on their main account. menu,
2: I think you can choose like I want to play the 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 Frozen Wilds. So I think they have yeah. set up for that. I don't. I'm yeah, not, I think they I made, anything made anything us just
1: play the, the Frozen Wilds. So it was sort of the same thing. Like I didn't. I played it before it was out, and by the time it was out, I was like, all right, it's gone. Like <laughs> I'm on to other stuff. So
2: all I can say is Forbidden West grabbed me a lot more than that game. Okay.
1: All right. So far, I feel the opposite, to be okay. honest. But the, to me, the reason was because for Zero Dawn to me was totally new. I was like, oh, I haven't seen a game like this. And Forbidden West, my thinking was like, all right, it's, so it's just more Zero Dawn. That was my initial thought. It didn't like grab me. But uh, to our point uh, earlier, Hogue, it does get better once you get past the tutorial and stuff. It, I, start, it, it stops it can... feeling so much like a more Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn again and, and feels like they're trying some new stuff, which is cool. Cool.
0: Wacky stuff, Ains. Get ready. Yeah, I've I've heard, I've heard. I'm excited. All right, before we get to our main talk, we're gonna talk about uh, Overwatch two and Blizzard's plan there. But we've got a we've got a fabulous super chat from Mr. Yeah, I saw that he just said, now. Yeah, he said he just wants to let the big cast know that you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. All the more, you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right. And if uh, sure. if you're <laughs> if you're not, if you're wondering right now what the hell is uh, Papa saying here, it is an ongoing joke within the Elden Ring community. Where uh you get to a place that like a door you can't open or an area you can't access, and someone has left a message in front of it saying this. You don't yes. have the right and have the so, right. All the
1: so my I I I've just I've not looked on anything online about Elden Ring, but just my assumption of this is that they're trying to make it like a song, right? And uh I've I've been singing the song every time I see it. I don't know what you guys what what kind of uh, tune you give the song. Does anybody want to sing their version of "Of You Don't Have the Right" written I sure by do, Miyazaki? Sure do not. Do you sing it to, to yourself me. though, or am I crazy? Because I no, sing. You're, not, it when you're I,
0: not crazy. We were actually okay. playing Halo last night, and all of a sudden, one of us just starts going, "Oh, you don't have the right. You don't have the right."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude i uh, i have a I have a, a version of that song that I sing every time I see it, and. Uh, Everyone around me is like, what is Travis doing? And I'm like, I don't have the right. I can't get through this door. You got to sing about it, man. You got to sing about it.
0: I just love that there's these, um, you know, the messages within uh, the Souls games, and now Elden Ring, of course, just create this little sub, like inside yeah. joke, basically, within the community. Um,
1: I, I'm convinced that Twitter would be a better place if we were forced to choose from pre-made templates and words. Templates. I, I honestly feel like it forces you to be really creative with the things that you say. And I, I feel like the... It would really help with the, um, you know, the dialogue that we're having with each other. And on Twitter, if we had a similar situation.
0: Thank you, Pampa. Too funny.
1: <laughs> First off, great super chat. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> First off.
1: First off.
2: It's so funny as a guy that has played 35 hours of this. I just don't read messages. That's just completely, completely over my head.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I I that's that is my guide, like because In I don't fact, use I guides, that's why I find my, things out.
2: My biggest complaints about Elden Ring is, while this might be creative and fun for some folks, is the people putting messages on various bits of geometry uh, and things like that really ruin various looks and rooms for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they they try to upset things. you too. They'll like label messages on things, mm-hmm.
2: um, and it's uh, every single one of those statues with the arms. Has yeah. like a message of
0: America, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can turn them off, you know. You can you turn them off. Have... Yeah, well, you I, can what
2: I would really like is I'd like to keep the phantoms in the blood pools and turn the messages off. I don't know if I I I don't believe I have that option.
0: Gotcha. Uh, yeah you have
1: to turn it all off I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh but yeah it's it's uh, definitely part of the community. Also I meant to say this. I forgot to say this earlier in the show. I'm I, as you pointed out Ains I'm 70 hours into the game. I yeah. found my first illusory wall. Yes. what up guys yeah. I found yeah. it. First Travis of many, we hope. Next
2: 180 hours, rubbing against every wall in the game. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I've been doing that anyway. Anytime sure. somebody says "illusory wall," I know it's not real, but I still swing my sword yep. just in case. Yep. Just in case.
0: Well, most of them are in the dungeons, but like, there's this. Again, like, who figures this out? There's this one quest line. Uh, two twenty seconds, I promise. But there's this one quest line where, like, the next step in it to find this hidden character is in the middle of nowhere in Caled behind a certain tombstone on a cave wall that just looks like any other wall in one spot you hit and there's a a fake wall that takes you down into a cave to some hidden area and i'm like what What the the hell like it's just there's so much stuff that's just hidden in that game but anyway all right overwatch 2 fellas so blizzard has been extremely quiet on this game. Um, you know, obviously, it should go without saying that Overwatch, when it came out, what were we, 2015, 2016? It's been 2016. years now. 2016. It became a cultural phenomenon, right? I mean, a gigantic game. It created its own eSports League. If you weren't aware, Blizzard created an eSports arena in Las Vegas where the primary attraction was the Overwatch League. Um, there's, you know, it's spawned all kinds of... Uh, fan fiction and all this stuff gigantic game over the past few years obviously it's uh you know still played heavily but it's it's really not in the top of the conversation i would say anymore and overwatch 2 announced now a few years ago is really just kind of fallen flat the uh kaplan who was the beloved game director left blizzard and everyone was kind of like what's going on with this game So we finally get an update uh, on Friday uh, from the new game director, um, basically letting us know that the PvP and the PvE elements of Overwatch 2 are going to be separated. There is a PvP beta coming next month in April. Um, They gave some details of that. There's a new map. There's a new mode, new hero, a bunch of updates to the existing stuff. Um, But what I really wanted to ask you guys about is, you know, with, with Overwatch being so big, uh, back in 2016, 17, etc. Do you think in today's environment, because the, the gaming industry has changed a lot in the past six years, and we talk about this pretty frequently, right? Uh, and just the model of how games are delivered, the expectations for live service, like we talked about extensively last week. Um, Overwatch 2, do you think it can recapture the magic of the original Overwatch, knowing the type of market we're in now and the 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 competition that's out there, um, and how well some of these games, Destiny being an example, are delivering content. Do you think Overwatch 2 recaptures the kind of um, industry's attention like Overwatch 1 did when it launched? No. No, okay. And and, and why, obviously, you Actually, know, like-
2: <laughs> No, I can accept i yeah. <laughs> was a joke answer. But no, um, well, uh, first and foremost, it's gonna be the m- next major release from Activision Blizzard uh, from Blizzard. In the Activision Blizzard tsunami, right? Yeah. So you're already going to have yeah. you're already going to have the coverage that you get right now of, of Activision Blizzard. Maybe in a new home when Microsoft uh, takes over, it's very unclear what that's going to look like. But as a product itself, I think it was right on the edge of, of its time, even when it released. Um, and that was with people really generally having good feelings towards Blizzard and Blizzard output and believing in in them as a company. I think. Um, but even when it released, it was hmm, you know, this feels maybe a little bit more like a free-to-play game with characters added or something else that we've seen, and that's only grown right. since that game released. Uh, and basically, because they went to make a sequel, my understanding, I'm not a member of the Overwatch community, but my understanding is it kind of wasn't touched up while they were working on the sequel, that Overwatch 1 was kind of let to fester for a long time with whatever its seasonals currently were and maybe only small adjustments. And that, to me, was a mistake in of itself. You've got Overwatch as a base, you sell the base and you, and you tweak that and you do things into that. I think that's what everybody would expect now. And I yes. think if Blizzard's being honest with itself and you get this from some of its statements a little bit, you'd get, maybe we should have done this differently. Maybe we should have approached this project a little bit uh, from the opposite end and, and changed Overwatch and, and corrected it and done those various things on the fly. Uh, and so to me, Activision's got strong headwinds just in anything that it does. Um, and it's late to the party and people may or may not believe in them even supporting this current game because I know a number of my friends that have played Overwatch feel a little bit burned by what happened with Overwatch 1 when they went to go get their next money pile. So I think there's a lot of headwinds on this kind of thing. Now, every single one of those headwinds goes away if it's just some kind of bonkers, crazy, awesome game. right? That's, That's gaming. That's the gaming industry in a nutshell. If it were just unbelievably awesome and responsive and all the ideas were fantastic, that would be one thing. I don't know if we have any reason to believe that that's the case, especially with, you know, directors and creatives moving in and out and everything that's happening in Activision Blizzard right now.
0: Well, and I think the questions about it even be needing a sequel to, to further your point, right, is like Overwatch, yeah, it's like the model, as you said, right, is to continue evolving the game, continue adding content, and that seems to be working for a number of games, and now you've got the sequel, which is really... The same game just with some new modes and maps and adjustments, which are like those are things you could have added over time to Overwatch One. Why did you kind of why did you pause development on this fantastic game, you know, that so many millions of people loved? And now you've got people for years waiting for the sequel, which doesn't even look that different. It's it's just a very strange kind of direction to take it. It
2: me of Destiny, right? I still forget to say two when I talk about destiny. Yeah, it's it's just just Destiny. destiny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but like that was Activision Blizzard, right? I mean, and, and Bungie, you can put it on whoever's feet you want, but that was always weird when they announced it. It's like, well, this is the ever revolving ten-year world. What? Why is there a two?
0: What's yeah. happening?
2: Yeah. And and I still forget now that Destiny Two is really what I think they were talking about with Destiny to to even say two. The two means nothing. Mm-hmm. I think
0: I think I everyone does. does. It's just Destiny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, Overwatch. here we are we're talking about games as a service again right here we are um and, and i would say overwatch the reason it has a sequel is the reason that every games as a service game ends up having a sequel which is that you release a game and the response is very good but you're bad your game is good but the games as a service part is bad and that and and there's there's tons of examples of this in the games as a service industry destiny is as you pointed out one of them they they came out with a with a uh Actually, I would say that the original Destiny wasn't a good game. Uh, but they, they, they had a few good expansions. But the games as a service part wasn't good. And what you see with that is that over time, people have a really hard time wanting to get back into a game that they haven't played in a while. And they'll the the go to excuse in the games as a service community is I'll wait till the next game, and then I'll hop back on the wagon and keep up with it, right? And so you need this the second game as a catalyst to give you a second chance. And then your hope is when you release the second game, you get the games as a service part right. And then you don't have to make one after that. And uh, th- this actually has been going on in the industry for way longer than Destiny or stuff. Like Dota 2 is actually a great example. They came out with Dota. It was a fine game. The service part wasn't great. It could use some improvements. They came out with Dota 2. Dota 2 is the last one, right? Like the, these are, the, the that's actually super common uh, in, in the games industry. And so I think Overwatch was well i actually don't even like overwatch to be honest with you guys I, I played it i played it for a little bit and i was sort of like ah eh, this seems like a bad shooter and then I, I stopped playing it but um just based on the fact that uh the ign office was filled with people playing overwatch like every week for like four months after the game was out i think it's clear like people really really dug that game this is where wasn't
2: i for, wasn't battleborn right so yeah Ooh. right Ooh.
1: that that's that's a deep cut right there um <laughs> I, I, for me, you know what, you know what it was that pissed me off about Overwatch that made me not want to play it is I watched all those trailers with like these great stories and then I played the game and none of that was in the game. None of it. I felt bamboozled and I was just like, I don't want to play this damn game. I I was just too pissed at it for that. Um, Well, they have fun
2: ideas. Even in that game, it's like, well, these characters are these, these are related to these and it's like. None of this comes across. None of this comes out, years. and then no.
1: and then I had people telling with the gall to tell me, "Oh, you get it in some of the dialogue before each map," and I was right. like, "Go away, get out of my room!" Like I don't want to talk to you. That's not. What? That's not. That's not what they. The bill of goods they sold me with those Pixar level animations. That I was Isn't that what they're it.
0: supposed to be doing with two? Right, with the PVE right, stuff. Yeah,
1: is- but
2: that statement is basically like we don't know what we're doing with single player. Like the statement Correct. is we're going to release yeah. the, we're going to release Overwatch two as if it were Overwatch one, and then all the rest of the promises they're coming slower.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, with Overwatch 2, I think this is their attempt to say, all right, everybody get back on the wagon. And then this time we're going to actually, uh, we're going to ride it. We're going to drive it correctly. And and th- this is like, every game has done this, right? And I think uh, Halo Infinite, to what we were talking about last week, is, a, is an example that I think could end up being a lot like uh, Overwatch, which is a great game. With a bad games as a service follow up that ends up meaning that you have to make Halo Infinite two, you have to do a second attempt at it. <laughs>
0: Halo Im- and, more Infinite, right? Well, I mean, hey, look, <laughs> Destiny, Destiny two
1: is an equal. <laughs> e- Destiny two is an equally stupid title, so I would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um. But well, Final Fantasy is a stupid
2: title. I mean, look, we got a lot of stupid <laughs> titles. We got a lot of dumb titles. <laughs> Final, in the Final Fantasy sixteen, pretty stupid. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Final
1: Fantasy fourteen is an ongoing game, but fifteen isn't. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um. But yeah, the 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 danger you have whenever you do one of these relaunches is that if you fail a second time, that's that is usually the the death blow. We've not seen yeah. a, a game as a service get a third chance. Uh and you see you see this like really a really prominent example is uh the division. The division guy had a chance, they made a good game, bad game as a service model, then they made a second game and they all, they got closer, but they didn't do it enough. And I don't think we'll ever see division three, uh, and not, not because division two is getting supported, but because it's sort of two strikes and you're out in the games of the service industry. People don't like to, to give that third attempt for whatever reason they are making
0: division heartland, whatever that ends up being correct.
1: But I don't think, I think there's a reason that they're not calling it (laughs) three. Right. (laughs) So, uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see, which side of, of kind of history Overwatch 2 ends up being on. But uh, I would say just based on what I know of Blizzard's release models that they're not super good at uh, coming up with content quickly. And I think that that's one yeah. of the key things, like it's sort of like what 343 is doing, right? Like their game is is suffering, not because the game is bad, but because they uh, have, are having trouble supporting it, especially at the level of quality that players want and that players expect like you have to be quick it has to be good and all the th- all the things that are like super hard to do in game development but if you're if you want to be a games a service game you have to build the infrastructure to support that and you know saying uh, game development is hard isn't an excuse it's, no. you, you no. knew what game you were making when you when you started making it so you should have built the infrastructure you know, the to support it crap. Yeah, I mean, pipeline. People
2: yeah. Bounce on, you know, pounce on things like 343. And I'm not going to get too deep in Halo Infinite because we did that. Check out our archive. It's good stuff. Uh, but, <laughs> Last week. Um, you know, when you see those footfalls, which aren't big in and of themselves, but like the pricing model or how the battle pass works or the fact that we might disagree on this, but that there are certain aspects of the campaign that feel unfinished and that we hope there's a pipeline for moving forward. And then you start to lose hope. You start to get a little bit of diminished. It's like, oh, that's wrong. And then they fix that quick, and that's easy to fix. But then you're like, well, how, how are things going on in the back end? That's where I think live services games like lose people is when you lose that faith. It's an article of faith that it's going to keep going and that it's going to improve and that there are people looking at it and working on it and, You know, get to see the fruits of their labor on something like a reasonable time frame. You know, I, Halo Infinite only came out in December, so we're only now in March. But I personally would like to, to be able to hear more. And you said don't give timelines, don't make promises. I agree with that. But the reason I had so much rejection of the statement last week is it sounded like still too opaque, still too weird for me to believe that like things are all okay and hunky-dory back there. It's like every time you read an Avengers statement from Crystal Dynamics, it's like, dear God, what is –
1: what is – what, what, what is – I, yeah, that that happen? that is you're you're totally right, Rick. Like the, the that is a danger of games as a service is that on one hand you don't want to promise anything because I think it's we've learned that it's a bad practice. Right. But on the other hand, there are so many examples of games as a service games that say they're going to be supported and then don't. And Anthem is a great example of that. And oh, so yeah. there's there's this there's yeah. this weird like you have to pick your bets and figure out like how much do you trust that it's actually going to be supported and all that stuff when you're making your decisions about games as a service, which is why I think a lot of them go free to play because that, that way they can go, okay, well it's a free game. There's you kind of no promises. So much, yeah. yeah. You can all expect so much. And then that yeah, way the, it yeah. takes a little bit of the pressure off and game pass certainly uh, is, is, uh, is something that can enable that as well. Um, but I, I think uh, the important thing is that communication happens because with Anthem, no communication, uh, no communication is basically a sign that their plans to support the game may have changed yeah. completely. Halo Infinite just giving vague timelines, it just tells you they're gonna support the game. It's just a matter of when that's gonna apply. And you you have certain games just go off the grid, and that's when you know something
0: is really. Well, wrong. and, and, and Halo, game. like to defend 343 a little here, is yeah. you know, even over the past couple of weeks, Joseph Staten has come out, uh Unishek, who's obviously their community manager, and others have said, you know like they're communicating about the roadmap, right? There's no definitive timelines yet, but they're saying, you know, we understand the roadmap. They spoke about the ranked matchmaking system this week. They're, they're very communicative. So I think that's one positive. And uh, yeah, if if, if
1: you're communicating at all, I would put you in like the good (laughs) actor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because there's so many games as a service that just don't communicate at all. And like, that's usually, and again, this is like a new standard, right? We don't expect, uh you know uh forbidden uh forbidden West to communicate with us about how they're gonna support their game because that's they not part told. of their service. This yep. is a specific problem with like games that give you that promise when you buy it. And uh and and no any any communication, especially with three for three is actually really good because they talk about it every week, at least in some level. And uh if I think if you're doing that, you're you're pretty damn sure that there's going to be support. It's just a matter of when. And and that's a very different problem than, than wondering if your game is going to be supported at all. When they told you that that was what's going to happen when when they sold you the game.
2: And and Halo spot in the Microsoft library is useful for that because it's, it's too high a political cost to dump, for sure, Master Chief.
1: of course. You, yeah, you, you can't just abandon Halo Infinite. So there's a there's a high degree of confidence there, but like that's a real problem. Like people who bought Anthem were like, okay, you said you're going to support it when, and then they got no news, and then and then it never happened. I like, think that's... Anthem is
2: the worst, and I and I think people probably still aren't holding EA's feet to the fire enough, even though I, know I agree. I it's a joke, because I Anthem agree. has Anthem has a full on roadmap that they release in the pre order period that they just ignore. Then they do 2.0 to get people invested and then yep. they just cut its legs off yep and it's like uh that's abhorrent
0: like, it was a was it experience. was a running joke on this show for months and months every week we would talk about anthem 2.0 uh and it's it always makes me sad because I loved anthem there was such a cool foundation there that they needed to build oh, on And man. 2.0 the 2.0 blueprint of what they were going to do was the right direction and when they canceled it, it to your point Rick it was just like what what are you doing like hell?
2: right? You saw the personnel leave and then you saw them drag the guy over into Dragon Age and then they say, oh, Anthem 2.0 will be fine. I have a video. You can look it up where I say, bullshit. There is no way that 2.0 is surviving that change. And then they announced it like two minutes later. It was like the next week. Yeah, Yeah. Um,
1: and I I think that's uh, Anthem like... This is why like you can tell that 343 Listen has been paying attention, right? They've been doing their homework on this because they didn't make the roadmap. They, and in fact, they didn't even really advertise the game as a service part a ton they just said our plan is to support this over time which is exactly is the I messaging you I'm want reading, to do Travis, i said that What's it that? wasn't
2: obviously a live service I, I said no no it
1: i the, it was i think it was obviously live service everything from the title they didn't to it in <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't advertise the plan really they right, just said well, this I, is a game you, we want to support that's a
2: part but, where i'm still upset about okay we're gonna go into three four three just one second here which uh, is that that i would love to know that they know that their campaign feels incomplete Like, I would love them to acknowledge that fact so that I at least knew that it was, you know,
1: I, I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that 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 they would acknowledge that. And I don't think most other people who played the campaign would would agree with that. As we well. had this
0: conversation
1: yeah. last week. We don't I, and so, happen, again, again, it's I like if this that. this comes down to how whether or not you like Halo. But I, the way I view it is they said, here's a game that we think is good. And people agreed. And then they said, and our plan is to support it. And people who bought the game largely knew that that was the plan. But, but it's not like they gave a roadmap. Review or expectations or stuff like that and that's the anthem lesson the anthem lesson is that if you're going to support your game you you say that you would like to support it and but you don't give specifics you don't make promises and you don't just create this weight of expectation that that then murders your game uh you know because you can't live up to it that's that's just the wrong way to do.
2: show you a bunch of reviews i really can that say, well, you know, the campaign is the campaign, but we know they're going to support it and add on to it, and we look forward to what they're going to add to the campaign. Like, there's a bunch of reviews that give them the benefit of the doubt. There, I would like to know that they know that that's a thing that they should be doing.
0: That it's an expectation.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that, I mean, they said I, that they're gonna they're gonna develop the story, and when well, we assume that that's yes, going to happen. Like, but.
2: If I were to complain again, I would argue that what you saw with the multiplayer is like, oh, that's exactly the opposite of what I want. I don't want more detail and campaign and context or whatever focused on multiplayer seasons, right? That's not what I'm going to play in Halo anyway. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so you're trying to have both sides here. In fact, in two different products, it gets weirder. But I do think before we get into a fight on 343 and Halo, because I we did it last week, check it out. Um, <laughs> I'm fully willing to acknowledge that 343 and Microsoft are nowhere near the level of vitriol that I have for EA and BioWare and how they handled Anthem.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it isn't
2: Agreed.
1: even close. And, no. I, and I would say that they're actually in like the the top 10 percentile of games as a service in general, just based on what we've seen so far in terms of their messaging and the the, the moves they're making from like a expectations and game as a service model. Like they're following best practices.
0: Yeah. And, well, and to your I, point, I think- it's only three months old. Like it's yeah. not like it's been out for a and year.
1: The <laughs> thing is, Blizzard, with all the turmoil that's going on at Activision Blizzard, I have a really hard time feeling that they're going to be the best ambassadors after they've shown Overwatch One did not do a great job, and they're not really used to the game as a service model. With World of Warcraft being the extremely notable exception, probably one of the most successful game as a service games yeah. of all time. But that I I kind of put WoW in just like a separate, it doesn't make yeah. sense bucket. I think it's like fully Nintendo. subscribed
2: MMOs are in a different bucket.
1: Period. I mean, they are I'm for sure. Different Skill set. but the models still yeah. uh they, they they there's a lot you can learn from one to the other oh, and i think you. uh if blizzard if blizzard goes down that route and they and they actually support it it'll be great but uh um i i the way i view it is like this is their last shot and it's not looking good so far because just from the
2: the reason i brought up articles of faith is that who in the world has faith in activision blizzard right now in and and in a blizzard that is not only not the same blizzard that released overwatch it's not the same blizzard that existed last march I mean, like there is massive, And in a
1: year from now, it won't be the same blizzard that exists today yeah. by a lot. Especially if it's
2: owned by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? exactly. So sure. When you talk about articles of faith, it's like you've got Microsoft. It has some of that. Like I have a lot of faith in how they treated Sea of Thieves. For instance, Sea of Thieves was garbage um it had a really cool when tea it, when
1: it released so, I, I really liked it actually but as it
2: released there was nothing
1: mm-hmm. in
0: it it was okay. pretty bare so cool come
1: on tea. you, you make your bare. own fun that was what i liked about okay, it. So yeah. they,
2: they delivered a wonderful ocean <laughs> the, <laughs> the, it was so
1: good though I, I i was one of those guys who like i got i got bit by sea of thieves at the beginning because it was like oh like you know me i like i like pvp so it was like oh i get to like go around and rob people like this is awesome and i like found my own fun and then you know it, they, well, they, they added stuff on alignment. it now
2: but i think most people like it probably more. probably in, yeah in, in any event i i do have you know you, you get these kinds of goodwill badwill feelings on these various things microsoft sticking with sea of thieves seeing all of that pay off massively yeah, yeah it's dude. like okay one lesson microsoft learned is uh, you can do what you did with sea of thieves and so Stick that gives you hope with that yeah. as the as the parent it says okay if something doesn't launch perfect Mm-hmm. let's see a thieves this thing. Now that that's too naive. It doesn't always work. And it doesn't always have the right kind of ingredients for that. But I do have that certain amount of goodwill for, okay, we've seen Microsoft take a yeah. game. That, that, uh, and, it's yeah. not
0: talked about as heavily, but we, State we've of also the, seen them do State the opposite, up to K2 though. is the same way.
2: two. Yeah. That game,
0: ha- that game has more players than people realize. And it's continually yeah, right. updated for free and has been for a couple years now. I
2: always find yeah, it, it too is. janky. It's... I, 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 it's just me. Uh, well, I know, I like, I know it's, but, it's, it's a little too, a little too
1: fiddly and but i mean they've continually
0: updated that game and it just brings people back and back and back That's and back awesome, uh, yeah yeah i will
1: say they've also they also have a track record of doing the opposite um they released that uh it was um was it Ninja Theory that put out the i trying uh, to remember that...
2: the silly arena game with Bleeding, the... Battle... edge. Bleeding,
1: Bleeding edge. edge, thank you I was actually looking for it in my library While I was doing it, yeah, yeah there it is, Bleeding Edge yeah. like So that that's one? an example of a game Where like you could tell Almost at the beginning that they weren't like Fully committed to it. it, they were kind of like waiting To see what the install base was And I think it really comes down to budget, like Sea of Thieves they had too much time and marketing dollars spent on that game to just like let what it die. But been doing, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah exactly. but, 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 but Bleeding Edge, like that game, like they give it like it was... a month and then they were like, all right, let's put it out to pasture. Like, Bleeding, Ed, Bleeding
0: Edge Ninja was, was made by 14 people. Yeah.
2: Was, was Ninja Theory, was that, was that released right after they bought them?
0: Yes. Yeah. It was a side project. I actually spoke to two of the people, including Ninja Theory's head. Me too. At E3 I got in to do 20, an interview with
1: them.
0: Yeah, yeah 20 was that, it 19, I think. For the record. <laughs> at 2019. And, and it was clear that it was made by 14 people. It was a side project that they t- decided to turn into a full game. And it actually had potential. They okay. just they didn't do anything with it. Like when you first played that game, it was like you had arenas and characters in combat. There was nothing else in the game.
1: You know, there was you know no progression.
0: Funny? There was no there was like nothing else to do.
1: You know, it's funny when I interviewed the people on that team, the writing was on the wall as somebody who's like been or so close to games as a service, because my first question for them was, if your team is just 14 people, how are you going to support the game? Like the games as a service have massive demand to like be updated and supported. And their answer to me was, well, like we said, we're a small team, but we're going to do our best. We're kind of just going to listen to the community <laughs> yep, and see nope. what happens. And I, and I was like, <laughs> Nope, this is going to die. <laughs> like that is not the correct answer. So the, Microsoft has, has, uh has, as examples of both, of like being a good ambassador and being like a really bad. I, I will say that
2: a project yeah. half undressed when you purchase a company uh, is not quite the same thing. I would blame entirely on them for sure often, for sure yeah yeah, yeah. a little bit extra yeah.
1: that's fair that's fair right. and i and i don't yeah. think even if they had an unlimited budget they could have ramped the team fast enough to support the live yeah. service model in my opinion you you really have to have the live service model as a concept when you start making the game like agreed it has to be it, it, built
0: that way it has to be built doing, in you have to
1: yeah, have a yeah. live service team you have to have like all yeah. these things and if it's just like oh we, we made the game and if people like it then we'll add on to it like the the examples you can point to where that has been successful are infinitesimal, like so small. It's like, it, it's like, it's like, I think an example is probably um, um, uh, w- among us. That's a great example, right? That was one made by a small team, not, probably not meant to be a, a but th- the only reason that they got the exception is because COVID happened and their mm-hmm. game blew up like during the, the zoom era. Well, it was three cause... years old when it, ha- when they're exactly. exactly. And no one, no one was, was talking crazy. about it. Yeah. But it's crazy.
0: also, that's a much easier game to code for than Correct. something like an Anthem right. or, you know, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. By yeah. the way, let me get these super chats real quick sure. because I, I missed one from Eric before he headed out. And uh, we've had a good conversation going here that I didn't want to interrupt, but, Mr. Game Positive. This is all the way back in our Elden Ring joking about the messages. He said, Gotta run, you're all a beautiful liar ahead. Uh sure. another lawyer. thing that you Pronounce
1: which one lawyer. of us is he talking
0: about? Who's lawyer. the liar?
1: It's pronounced uh, lawyer? Uh, <laughs> lawyer
0: ahead. Lawyer <laughs> ahead. Yeah, he's probably referring to Rick here, let's be honest. But, nice, <laughs>
1: nice. <That's, laughs> Eric, uh... if you
0: catch up on this later, thank you very much, man. Sorry we didn't we missed it uh late there. And of course, Sasan in the house, all, my anthem two brother, the five dollar super chat, just merely saying amazing. Anthem. amazing anthem. Just amazing. pour four one, See, pour one out.
2: I could put all the puns about. Hogue, I will Minecraft.
1: say, uh, for games as a service, you know who I think taught Microsoft the playbook is uh, Minecraft. I think Mo Yang taught them. Uh, that.
2: Yeah, that could make yeah. sense
1: because I, th- I think I think Sea of Thieves follows the Minecraft model really closely, and I think that that's probably going to be their their uh, their guiding star going forward. Because Minecraft I was so impressed
2: is by that because I could have easily seen even a Microsoft from a few years before that go, so, Jesus, I what we don't know, we don't know what this is that we released and whatever well, totally i, I, mean, I think I mo yang Microsoft is i think do. yeah Microsoft i think Rare have this interesting relationship because it's like i, I don't know that they know what is thieves. is that is that going to work out and then what is this nature crap you're doing that you just went back to the beginning and you don't know what a game the game is it's like we've got rare as like the weird kid in the corner that's just <laughs> Well, uh, it ties back it to
0: the to conversation you've pointed out, Rick, about kind of the the level of agency that Microsoft decides its studios are going to have, right? And it feels yeah, like, like rare. Yeah, it's like rare has just been, like you said, they're the kid in the corner. It's like okay, they've got their weird box of crayons with unique colors, and they're doing their own thing. And it's like,
1: ships now, yeah, yeah, now
0: they're now they're drawing pirate ships, and there's some woman in uh, with a deer. We don't know what's happening. People and give like... them
1: people give them crap, but like viva pinata man is there ever been a more it. creative game i love than that, that game i love such, viva a,
0: such a good game
1: i remember yeah. that game came out it was like right around halo 3 and all of a sudden my friends list went from halo 3 to people online for viva pinata and i was like i looked it up and i was like what are these guys playing <laughs> this is insane and then i was in a GameStop, and i saw it used for eight dollars and i was like you know what all my friends are playing i'll buy it and i went home and i lost my weekend to that game. Yeah, I was awesome game. obsessed with it. So <laughs> romance dance yeah. is
2: one of my favorite euphemisms in gaming.
1: Romance <laughs> dance is a oh, right. <laughs> <The> romance <laughs> dance. With the little right. yeah the little thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. What a great game.
0: Um Real Radic pointed out destruction all stars is another service bomb that happened over on the playstation i mean that game yeah. bombed right out of the gate and
1: playstation has no idea how to do games this no course. they don't and that's, and that, that's why that, they bought why Bungie. They buy Bungie. that's
0: right yes. yeah, exactly and, and that concerns me because they better get their act together when they bring twisted metal back because if they screw twisted metal up there's going to be a problem
1: twisted metal has been screwed up many times i'm sure it'll survive I it completely
0: sprint. agree but yeah. There are, are, are people like me who want to see a proper return for that game. And if they screw it up, there's going to be Everyone wants day. to
1: see a proper return. It's just that the fans are sort of like, even they don't believe it will ever happen. <laughs> like, they'll never get combat it right.
0: Combat so. is a genre. Yeah. How could
1: vehicle combat not work as a genre? Yeah, yeah. right?
0: Like, How on. is no one doing this? That's my yes. point. Like, come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you guys yeah, ever play that game? Uh, did you guys ever play that game split second on the 360 generation? Yes. that racing uh, game?
2: yeah that yeah. was the disney one that was super underrated
1: so underrated it was like it combined like racing with like over-the-top action and like kind of you know uh,
2: yeah oh so good it's like the stadium crumbles as you drive through it right yes yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. cool
1: i i i, I i'm There's with you guys I've...
2: weird driving games i've enjoyed i like stuntman those were so weird
0: stuntman, i love that yeah. game too stuntman, yeah so game.
1: underrated yeah
0: but uh yeah, it's crazy to me. We we joked all the time. It's like you have twisted metal. You have these amazing characters, vehicle combat, and battle royale is big right now. Like, how are you not doing this? What is wrong yes. with you guys?
1: You guys, you guys made a battle royale genre which is named after a movie about cars. <laughs> battle royale, <laughs> right? and you did make a car version. Like, you made it twenty years yeah. prior. Like yeah. to
0: the genre exploding. Hey, like, but
1: Forza did it. Forza Horizon actually does have a really cool battle royale mode. Oh yeah, I played a lot of it. Dope. It's great. This it is bad. Yeah, yeah, I've played it, but it's All not right. the same thing. There's no destruction. Right. There needs it's to be a, a destruction-based
0: car game. We're not Those there yet. So
2: fun back in the day. Yeah, no doubt. Agreed. No doubt.
0: Uh, so PlayStation, we'll jump over to then. That's a good segue to their state of play we had this week. So we had a 20-minute yeah. state of play on Wednesday from PlayStation. Not awful. Not awful. Well, that's one way to put it. Um, it's not awful. <laughs> <It's> being optimistic. <laughs> Give him his optimism.
1: I, I,
2: I screwed up your intro because I jumped in on it. But is, is your stance going to be awful?
0: No, no, awful. no, 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 no. I I'm actually I'm actually usually relatively positive on these kind of little okay. shows we get. Um, because I think I think we can all agree. Some people, of course, have their expectations way too high for these little side shows we get. And I, I'm always happy to just see new games in general. That said. You didn't announce um, the
1: PlayStation Six at this 20-minute conference. Are <laughs> You sure? One of
2: these days they're going to tell me. Something yeah, one about of these, these days. Final Fantasy projects. It's going to be great. One but of these that... days I continue on vigil. I continue on vigil. <laughs> um, there
0: was there wasn't a lot here that interested me personally, but I know some people kind of enjoyed it. So we're we're not going to talk about all the games. Obviously, there's a uh, you know a whole Can we talk list about here. So primal. We can talk about whatever game you want, um, but we saw, uh, you know, Trek to Yomi stood out, which I think has before, obviously the turtles Kawabunga collection for the old guy, the season guys, you know, was cool. Forspoken was shown again, which also this week got delayed till October um and then a few other things we saw ghostwire tokyo and of course it was the square show we got multiple games from square that all look the same i don't know what the hell's going on over oh there, my god but- <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm done i'm done <laughs> <laughs> we got the logo
1: yes the, hog- the
0: i said <laughs> i said i said hoga way so far we only went the logo but yeah um but anyway, okay. So not not I just, a lot. I, I,
1: I'm on your side with this one, Hogue. I, uh, I don't know what he's <laughs> talking about. He just he doesn't <laughs> like prodigal. he doesn't like uh, Japanese RPGs. I don't think anymore. He's sort of no, he's falling no, off the no,
0: wagon. No. Hey, Elden Ring is a Japanese RPG. Um, oh boy,
1: no. yeah. <laughs> so Hogue is gonna have problems with questions. that. So I agree with you, and I'm surprised to hear that the the, the Japanese industry calls it JRPG. They're like, oh, it's a no. modern JRPG. But yeah. I uh, I I
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, be- oh, it's, it's because, it's-, it's, because it's better than all the other JRPGs so no um way. anyway
1: to take. I I know.
0: I know, I know. But anyway, in all seriousness, um yeah, I wasn't big on the show, but hey, it, it is what it is, a twenty minute stay of the play in the middle of the week. So what stood out to you guys then? If you if well, you course- didn't think this was bad and you liked the square uh RPGs they did show, what stood out to you?
2: Uh, well, first of all, you know, weather reports on dinosaurs, I think, jumps out. I think that's why that quite led the show. Sure. Um, uh, and and you could tell almost instantly it was Capcom. They just have this certain type of characters they put into these things. Yeah. Um, so I thought originally I'm like, is this Dino Crisis? And of, of course, course it is, <laughs> in a certain fundamental way. Uh, but spiritual successor. Yeah. In, <laughs> uh, instead, it's Exoprimal because there's just not enough dinosaur murdering in Dino Crisis. Um, so I mean. I, to Me, some of the fun stuff you get from Japanese publishers is how freaking goofy they are. Like, the, the, the you think about the whiteboard, uh, or the green light session for all right, so we got dinosaurs coming out of black holes, they're going to attack cities. <laughs> sure, go on. Yep, I'm in. It's like, that, that doesn't get out of the like the room in certain of the publishers that we talk about more often, right? And yeah. so, I, I do yeah. like that they bring weirdness into the into
0: absolutely
1: the I, I think all the time about the drug cocktails that must be involved in a yakuza game like the, <laughs> what are they doing Yakuza's like there's a great like the, so the, good such a
2: weird flavor right it's like it's like somebody explaining to you like a chocolate and avocado sandwich and like ah, it's not gonna work but the yakuza <laughs> people figure it out you could do the you do the wackiest stupidest stuff and then you have like this super serious, like Steven Soderbergh <laughs> crime drama.
0: <laughs> On just, top of you all just of slap that, them yeah,
2: together.
0: that's like, actually well written too. Like it's it so good. Like, oh my yeah. god! Man. Zero
2: is one of my favorite stories in games. It's like that's fantastic. You're, you're Did you like about, like a dragon? Uh, I have not gotten past about <gasps> halfway.
1: through. That. I love. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay, you remember? have to play it. It was like
2: oh else my god. Up. I think I think we all have this in our history. It was like something else big came out. Yeah, yeah.
0: right, right, right yeah, Definitely, uh, definitely catch up with it. It's I'll go amazing.
2: back to it. I'll go back to it. It's yeah, so yeah, go good. I have back. every
1: achievement in that game. I played the crap out of that game. Oh my god. <laughs> you
2: give me a you give me a video game story about real estate speculation where I can also kick <laughs> people in the head. I you're, I'm I, I was
1: blown away. I, I I swear to God, I I played I played like the whole week of like Christmas break. I wasn't doing anything, and I, I think I spent like two. Days just doing that mini game, like it was like <laughs> so bad. uh But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, but no, the, but, but like the Japanese, promo. they just. I
2: yeah. hope it's a good game to play. But like, just in yeah. terms of tone, I'm like, I, I want to, I want to check out what, what, what is that? Yeah, that's why it sure. needs the show because it's like we're gonna show you somebody's reporting on dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so I mean, that one jumped out at me. The other one that jumped out at me, I, I actually tweeted out. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Is uh, the Deal Field Chronicle. Which starts yeah. out with what is my personal catnip, my, my kryptonite, which is a map with like crests on it and then like a narrator <laughs> talking from a historical perspective. And the reason I said what's wrong with me in my tweets was it's like, I'm literally playing triangle strategy right, from right. this company
0: yeah. right
2: now. And I'm like, ooh, it's like that meme. Oh, he's like, you got triangle strategy right here. It's like, wait, what's what's it? Yeah. I <laughs> uh so I, I was watching that, but yeah, they start out with that narration and the crests, and it's like, you show me some borders changing. Oh.
0: So you're furthering my point that it all looks the same, but continue.
2: Well, I mean think those come on. those particular types of trailing games. If they want to, if they want to <laughs> say, Hey, this is about politics, that's that's mostly how they do it. Um, is they, they do the they do the various things. It
1: also, if if I can interject just to help your point, Hogue. Sure. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize Hogue for liking two games, I'm not criticizing
0: looks... Hogue. Wait, wait, wait.
1: wait, wait. If, if you're, you, <laughs> you made a, you made a snide comment, I will ca- count that as a criticism about or Hogue liking where. Two games made by the same developer that look similar. Yeah. You just got done completing 200 hours on a new IP that looks it's an true. awful lot like some of the other IPs that studios come out. That more importantly, out I think
2: game. in trailer form, if you think back to like the teaser of Elden Ring and the teaser of Sekiro, for instance, it's like the same close-up pans of things that are inscrutable and then like one line's golden on the screen. Like it, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm I'm having flashbacks from like trailers I looked at on like the Microsoft I mean, Store.
2: <laughs> it, but
1: but I mean like that's you're trying to convey
2: this, it is what you think it is. Like that's the other the teaser is like <laughs> you, you know what this is from logo. Oh yes, yeah. you are right. Also yeah. the guy that did half of a game of thrones. Uh, and then, you know, that's, it, yeah, okay. So they 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 have the similar kind of thing. And then they show some gameplay footage. I don't think anybody could confuse Deal Field Chronicle with how triangle strategy looks or, or plays sure. based on what we could see from that teaser. Uh, but yeah, I'm a sucker for what used to be like the Ivalice model of what Square Enix was putting out. The vagrant stories, the Final Fantasy yes. tactics, the kind of more mature politics-based stories. Um, and so you throw one of those up and I go, eh, all right, I'm listening. And so I like that one. I like Primal. And again, I'm a big fan of Japanese publishers, so that's why you'll hear more from me maybe on this. Um, and spoken, God, I, I, I want I, Forspoken to be great, but man, it, it never looks compelling to me. Thank okay. you. I okay, mean, okay. okay. I yeah, was going to ask you guys, players.
0: because there's some people I know who are really hyped for this game, and every time I see it, I'm like, I don't know what you're looking at. I like would be I,
2: happy to be pleasantly surprised at the end too. of the day. I Me mean, too. Me like, too. That's, that's what it's going to be, because right now I'm like, You delayed it. I don't care. Maybe it's to put stuff in your world.
0: I don't know. They Uh, show the same thing every trailer. It's just fancy spell effects and dancing. And I'm like, you're not showing anything worthwhile here. The the games
1: are obviously way different, but I'm kind of getting ReCore vibes from it. In terms of like, it's like a game where you look at it and you're like, okay, it's going for that certain thing, but something just doesn't feel doesn't like right. it doesn't feel like it's like it's triple A or it's like at that level. I just, it reminds me of ReCore. Like I, I can't, I can't get that comparison out of my to head. To me,
2: Luminous is the, the most wrong headed thing that Square Enix has done in the last decade. And they're, and they're essentially chasing good money with bad or bad money with good or however you want to frame it where they've got luminous productions and it's not nothing on them as developers or people they're saddled with this engine that apparently takes a lot of effort to make things in and then like doesn't look as good as unreal games. I mean like if you look at final fantasy seven remake versus final fantasy 15 to, to me, it's pretty obvious final fantasy seven remake is significantly better looking. And then you go back to forespoken and it's like, it's oh, right, so it's supposed to give you these dashes and like agility in their engine and things and it's like it doesn't look god awful and the, i thought the spell trailer that wasn't a part of this that they put out the same day was better that was a game informer exclusive sorry travis yeah uh, <laughs> and they scooped you, us they often I, do i got that <laughs> forespoken cover for yeah. a game that's now seven months out um yeah. and uh yeah so you see those trailers and you see okay so they're focused on i don't know whatever alpha particles cool elemental effects it's like you still have to tell the story And the world seems empty. And the thing I don't like about that trailer is like, you've got some of those Marvel lines. You got the, like, well, what do you feel about the world? It's like, well, everything's trying to eat me. I'm like, oh, uh -oh. that's, you have to hit that perfect. And I don't trust you. I don't trust you, writers. No.
0: And it's like, it's trying to be cool at the same (laughs) time. And they've got this, yeah. Yeah. Hip. And you've got this weird music track overlaid with this half fantasy, fantasy world i'm music. like i don't know it doesn't feel like you even know what you want this game to be it
1: feels it's like it's like that uh how are we doing my fellow kids like situation <laughs> it's, a yeah.
0: little
1: bit. it feels like we're
2: trying so hard to be hip and we're gonna put what i said is nba 2k music over it's like all right i i get it i i guess but you i mean that's a hard tone to hit i don't like any of this that i've seen so i don't <laughs> like you. any of this i, I don't i'm with you, him I can be happily surprised. I mean, I, I it's really Square is, Enix,
1: right? It's it Square is. Enix. So I'll say this about Square Enix. They often do terrible showcases of games that end up being good. And yep. Guardians of the Galaxy is an extremely good example of that.
2: My favorite game of last year was not interested in it as I bought it. As I spent the money. I, <laughs> I hate that I'm buying
1: this, but well, here we go. Nice. I'm just
2: the kind of guy that says, well, it's, you know, it's an action adventure, but I, I all right. And then you just don't think about it enough and the button's already pressed. Uh, and it's like, should I have bought this? I got other stuff to play. <laughs> right. And and then my favorite game of last year. No well, I, think I think it's a fair comparison. comparison. That, was, that was Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy was my uh,
1: game of the year it, last year. I really, really liked that game. I Not my game of the year, but for, oh yeah. man, it was such There's a good game. game. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do, again with Forspoken, too, you got a new ip where mm-hmm. uh it, it could land couldn't land as we're talking about they've I think now Amy
2: Hennig's one of the writers i generally trust she her, is like, she is eh?
0: but they've now moved it to the middle of october mm-hmm. again they're putting it out in the heart of primetime big ip games you
2: could argue um, that that's that's you know positive you could argue or, that they believe in
1: it
0: Guardians so, well,
1: of the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy did the same thing. Yeah, Guardians also, had the same problem. Is October the prime time for big games after last year? Well, and that's a known IP.
0: Guardians yeah. is a known IP and still failed It well, didn't fail, but sales-wise, it then again, Square says anything under 80 million. Know, like to fails me, when Guardian
2: comes out and you just came off of Avengers from Square Enix, and I know they're different teams, although GameSpot didn't know that when they were reporting on this. That I know they're different teams. <laughs>
1: but if you're looking I'll at- always <laughs> support a GameSpot slam so oh, my of that. Yeah. i
2: actually tweeted them because they said uh they said guardians of the galaxy from crystal dynamics i'm like
1: oh no no yeah you're
2: of, i think i tweeted you're thinking of a Aven- avengers game spot
1: yeah um, oh my god <laughs> but, that is a but pretty big two
2: mistake companies uh that that look the same from a branding perspective right i think guardians got caught a little bit in oh square made that avengers game i'm i don't i don't want I don't want to play guardians. And I know in my head, I was thinking that it was like, I don't know. Eh. Yeah.
1: I was I actually know. thinking of the telltale guardians game. I was like, Oh, can a guardians yeah, yeah, game even work? Not- yeah, it was really bad. I was like, it, well, it work? Marvel's guardians oh, yeah. of the
2: galaxy is on game pass right now. If you've got game, Pass, it is. Right, I'm not trying oh to sell subscriptions to people here, but if you've already got it, my game of the year, my favorite story of the year, my favorite musical score and soundtrack. At the same I time bought as that as soundtrack. Really good. That's mm-hmm. Great. That's good. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and so do do check it out. It is enormously uh, underloved. And to their credit, some of the reasons why it's so awesome never made it into any of their marketing. Um, the way where the story so, goes. Where maybe the story forespoken. Goes is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe forespoken, I, I'm just saying. I'm reserving for it to be, I'm gonna buy this game, Square Enix JRPG, okay? So I'm reserving for it to be a pleasant surprise. But and I can't
1: wait for you to be unenthused when you click that purchase. <laughs> I'm one.
2: getting know. <laughs> you know, there's a game in the PlayStation 2 era that reminds me of the same kind of concept. I think I might have already tweeted this out as well, called Primal, which is a girl in the modern era gets sucked into a fantasy world. She's escorted yep. around by Jakar from Babylon 5. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, and so if you're if you're thinking, hey, that sounds like an interesting concept, it's available on your PlayStation 4 or 5. It doesn't get any kind of upraising of any kind, so don't expect it. But you can go play Primal, um, and that's probably what I'm going to do <laughs> instead of being super hyped about Forspoken.
0: So um, we'll, we'll revisit this conversation in October then. Uh, because I'll, I'll, buy, I'll,
2: I'll buy it. I'll, I'll definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like I'm not going to. I'll say that now. Um, but I I've gotten to the point. I don't know about you guys, but I've gotten to the point now where when I'm looking at games as they're being showcased or demoed or what have you, right. I've been gaming long enough and, and follow the industry closely enough where I, I my instincts are usually on spot about upcoming games. Like you can tell when a game's going to land well. You can tell when it's not going to land well. And I'm usually right. Not always, of course, yep. but usually. And I, I'm, I'm my instincts are like, there's red lights flashing everywhere about this game. And I just don't see it hitting well.
1: So I, I will agree with you, uh, Ains, but if you're anything like me, your your good game radar has a little bit of a blind spot when it comes to certain Japanese studios that just do weird things that surprise you, and it's not exclusive That's to the Japanese studios. But like, you know, like if you look at the Yakuza game, th- those are those also trailer really bad. The Yakuza games, in in my opinion, and then you play them, After and it just open. kind of is it's nothing you've ever expected. So I I just think uh, I don't know. I, I I give a little bit more like eh, maybe they'll surprise me with with them because I feel the same way about. Have you
2: seen the menus in Forspoken? Like, that is full-on Square Enix weird. Like, they're yeah. all, like, witchcraft and, like, all slid <laughs> to the side. And I'm like, that is, that uh, is... I'm in We'll for see. That. We'll, see. Stuff. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah. Look,
0: weird can I, be great. I mean, there's nothing great. wrong no, with don't weird. Look at, don't look at screenshots
2: of the Forspoken. Weird
0: make. doesn't make it great. True.
2: <laughs> no, that's absolutely accurate. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, but
0: true.
1: I,
2: I I will get it. Um. Overall, like, the thesis modern-day girl launched into fantasy world i live there that sounds good uh <laughs> but i i don't know i i will edge lordy huh yeah well, a, little, a little bit and, and you know bit. your crazy flame effects can only take you so far so you're gonna yes. actually have to tell a story at some point which you're pretty much hiding completely yes uh, so i I don't know. There's been games that do show well that you know. I do think Ames, you are correct that Square Enix has no faith in the sales capacity of this game. That doesn't actually mean the game is bad, correct. right? So I, I think I think Square Enix has a loss in faith. I think that's what you're picking up on. I think that's accurate. Um, maybe it's a
1: gem. Maybe it's a hidden yeah. gem. maybe maybe I it's hope a gem it that they're bad at marketing. They, yeah, they I, ho- I hope I hope it they is. Are. Yeah. Well, percent announced
2: that they're unhappy with its sales. I'm like, I, I that's crazy to, to me. It i didn't want yeah. to buy it you were so bad yeah. and then i was telling i was preaching on guardians of the galaxy but i mean like i can't sell all these copies for you square <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah everyone i talk to loves guardians uh, it's just it's so yeah. good Montreal, by the
2: way it's not crystal dynamics don't, yes don't it yeah it's the day you anyway
0: you. such a good story
2: <laughs> such a good story
0: all right um so one other topic I wanted to talk about this week, which I thought was interesting, was Metacritic came out. And I know, you know, some people put more weight into Metacritic than others, but it's it's relevant to the conversation that uh, they put out their 2021 publisher rankings in terms of uh, critical reception. Right. And Xbox like a troll. <laughs> who Metacritic.
2: Yeah, they're just like, yeah. oh, oh, this is an interesting result here. oh Oh, one hundred percent. I honestly
1: think one hundred percent. I honestly think it's because they don't understand the industry. Like they're good at doing the aggregate thing, but they like put out these stats sometimes, and they they have no idea what like minefield they're stepping into. They're just like, yes. oh, here's here's some stats we had our BI team pull from the you know dashboards, <laughs> and then and then the community's just like, wait, what? Like, it's, yeah, it's it's
2: just, some numbers. Weird. Why are you people eating each other? What you Yeah, <laughs> we just showed you data.
0: You know? And we're getting we're getting millions of hits on this for some reason yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. we should do this more often yeah, yeah exactly so uh but it, it was significant in a, in a sense that um microsoft which of course is xbox um you know received the highest kind of aggregate score of their games published in 2021 really? hold on uh, let me finish the sentence uh, in 2021 and the highest of all time of any year recorded they are the highest average aggregate review score for a game publisher of all time, Flight is doing a lot
1: of work, Travis. <laughs> oh, I see. It's probably just <laughs> so, because they only put out one game and it did. No, really no, well. no, no, no. So yeah.
0: they they list all the games. Right. So you had Forza Horizon Five, which was pretty much the highest rated game of the oh, that's year. True. Right. That's true, you yeah. had Halo, very highly rated. You had Psychonauts Two, very highly rated. You had Flight Sim, very highly rated. Um, so they're their core games that they put out, and there's others. Uh, Age of Empires Four, very highly rated. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> I still I still haven't finished that one. That's really so. Good so long story short and I don't have the picture in front of me I have it uploaded on the computer but their aggregate score was something like 87 and second place was Sony at like oh, 82 at it, like 82 wow, it was like 81 it
2: was like
1: yes. there's there like a
0: a huge drop off, and then Nintendo was like. Oh, I, I already
1: know what I already know what this is going to spark on the internet
0: without. Re- oh, it already is. It already the, is. Oh boy. It already is, and, and that's oh, not what boy. I want to have the conversation here because I don't. <laughs> I don't care about that conversation. But the question I have is: We know for years, over the course of the Xbox One generation, which we've all talked about too much, that Xbox was having trouble publishing quality games. You know, they'd get one once in a while, but they'd release games here and there that just were. Middle of the road, mediocre, okay, average, what have you, right? Last year, and we talked about it previously, was a tremendous year for Xbox Game Studios. Their games, like we just covered, were very well received and they were excellent games. Do we think, or do you think, I guess is the question, that they've turned this corner now. Do you think they've gotten their development to a place outside of Activision Blizzard, which is a whole separate conversation, but do you think that their internal studios, the ones we've been talking about for years now, that are bringing up the upcoming games like Starfield, Redfall, Avowed, Fable, Perfect Dark, all these titles we're waiting for, do you think they know how to deliver those games in a quality AAA capacity regularly now? Have they gotten over that hump
1: uh i think no. it's too soon to tell yeah to be honest yeah, yeah we right gotta know and
0: it's too soon to tell huh?
1: well,
2: like, travis's is the right answer but i mean if you look at these games they they hit it the same year much like Nintendo's switch release year right but yep. it's it's horizon which i adore i love horizon it's it's more better horizon um i mean it's it, it horizon has always been highly reviewed i don't know why this one kind of crossed the threshold for people i'm glad it did Uh, But it's uh, it's very highly reviewed. Halo, we can agree to disagree on, but certainly a lot of people like it. Um, And then it's you know, flight sim was always going to get a high score because it's flight sim.
1: It didn't have to though. So I I don't like the hand waving. People do this a lot with like certain games. It's like, oh, they made this masterpiece level game. Yeah, but we kind of knew it was going to be masterpiece. So let's just skip over that. I don't know that.
2: To me, flight simulator as a design is resources. And they can throw Azure at it. They can throw all this money at it, that it's really not comparable to anybody making a flight simulator on when I hand wave there, it's if you're going to put the money into it, you're going to get that score. It's going to have a, it's going to have a certain heightened floor because you're the only ones that even do this. You're saying because it doesn't
1: have any creative part to it. It just is about the tech.
2: I'm not a flight flight simulators designated audience. So I might be, people can come into the comments or whatever and say, well, you know, Rick, you don't know why it's great in X, Y, or Z. Yeah, that's fine. Um, to me, it's it's the games that came out were already on the path for the most part. Uh, the biggest difference in that to me is Psychonauts 2 because I think Psychonauts 2 is reflective of a Microsoft that took Double Fine, that makes very creative stuff, that is ordinarily a little bit technically inept or janky. Definitely. Ambient. And, ambient and definitely. put all these resources into it and guided it to where it, where it landed. Psychonauts 2 is the best... Example of if you want to be optimistic about where this is going with Microsoft, that's what you point to, Agreed. in my opinion. Okay. Playground making Horizon, sure. We don't know whether Playground can make Fable. I I, I would like to think they are. They can Oh, for sure. But, I think they definitely It's can. a completely different genre and a completely different <clears throat> skill set in certain important ways. So I think Playground can do it. I have a lot of faith in that company, but it's not what they've been making. So it'll be more special to me if they hit that 88, 90 with a brand new Fable title, then we sure. got Horizon. We, we got it down. I don't want to disparage them or, or discount their efforts, but Horizon 5, Horizon 4, right? I mean, it's, it's Horizon. Um, and so I think in this particular instance, Microsoft hit a timing uh, situation more than, hey, we're going to get these 34 developers completely right, because I do still worry that their main premise is we're going to be hands-off. We want people to have their independence, and we don't know what it looks like for Microsoft to run 34 companies.
0: Yeah. Oh, and and a good just real quick, Travis. Before you comment, is uh, don't forget too. Ar pointed out that Deathloop technically is an Xbox studio as well with Bethesda now. You know, so yeah. uh, Deathloop was again. But, 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 but Bethesda
1: did publish that game on PlayStation. They did. Yeah. They did. So it's, so yes. that would be counted in Xbox's critic Metacritic.
0: No, but we're the, yeah. we're we're being theoretical about know. the future of how they deliver games, right? But, but I mean, I, I
1: think his Maybe question was specifically the about the Metacritic.
0: Uh, oh, does it fall? And, no, 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 no. Xbox yeah, did not publish Bethesda. that. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yep. Uh, so it, it was just a just an open question because I I tend to agree with you guys that they had a fantastic year. Rick, to your point, there's some caveats there between well, Horizon.
2: I'm it, glad the games it, exist.
0: Of course, of course. <laughs> but I mean, there's caveats to that. You know, Horizon was a formula. We 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 generally knew what to expect with Horizon, even though it it was. At, my highest rated game of the year and incredible, but
2: fantastic. But horizon flight simulator and age of empires are
1: the next one
0: of those. They're known quantities to your true, but uh, yeah,
1: age, age of empire had a, a different, uh, team. It had been a while and they were, they had a very, very different setup from what they do. Forza horizon was making their first game, uh, as part of the Microsoft umbrella since the official acquisition. And, uh, flight simulator had also taken an extremely long hiatus had a different uh, team involved around it i just i, th- I think give them credit for credits due for last year but i would say as as it goes i think we can all agree that 2021 for microsoft is an outlier like just if you look at their metacritic it has for the been, years yeah. past it, it is has. for sure an outlier which is why it's their you know you said l- 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 the highest rated of all time right for for one year it's uh I think it is an outlier for them. And until you can see it's a trend or it's a consistent thing, I, I think it's just too early to say, like, this is a sign of things to come. It, it could just be that. It could just be a, a you know, perfect storm. Everything The no, stars aligned and they had all these games that came out and they were good. Yet,
2: right. I mean, Halo's yeah. timing was not supposed to be Halo's timing. That clearly True. was a struggle. Yeah, that too. Um, also, I did want to point out Horizon, uh, Ports Horizon 4 was the first after the Playground purchase.
1: Was it? Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah, they got bought in 2018.
0: It was. Okay. Yeah, right. They were obviously already making it, but it got right. After right. So the then this would be the first.
1: This would be the first game that was fully developed under Microsoft. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If so that, Playground
2: yeah. was working on four when they got bought.
1: Yeah. So kind of but feel, it feels great. like that acquisition was so. Oh, right. Because the Forza games came out hell close to each other back to back. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, they all took yeah. the years. It was like the Call of Duty model, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, a Motorsport Seven was 2017, and then horizon four was 2018 right after we still game. don't have
1: forza horizon 8 or forza motorsport 8 do we yeah
0: no no yeah. That, that that that's a that's
1: got to be this year right like, they're rebuilding no that
0: i mean like the people i've talked to have played that like the, there's there's entirely multiple new engines that they're building for that game from the ground up like that is a complete reboot of what forza motorsport is yeah, yeah. we'll probably Which
1: get E e3 ish time frame that's usually their move they announce it yeah Yep. So, yeah, yep, that's what yep, happened
2: there. with the Horizons. I mean, we saw yeah. Mexico, because they did that. They did still one of more stunning moments in E3, which is where they have what looks like a photo of Mexico or like a yeah. stream, Amazing. and then the cars come through. It's like, yeah. that's that's pretty good, guys. That's a good <laughs> move. Yeah, 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 that was good. It's, it's
1: better than lowering a car from the ceiling. <laughs> yes. That was, their, that was their old move, yeah. Yeah, I'll,
2: that is true. Which yeah. car would you see? That's
0: uh-huh. cool. um, we got a super chat here from J- Jacob Novik from Swedish Krona. Twenty krona. Thank you, Jacob. uh, For all three of us, Call of Duty every three years or one live service Call of Duty. I guess he's asking what would be our preference. Yeah,
2: there's financial analysts going over all of that right now.
0: (laughs) Uh, And and the answer, truthfully, is they're going to do both. Is what they're going to try to do. Probably. Well, I uh, think
1: I think every three years is probably being optimistic if you think that they should slow down because I don't know that they will. But I would say if you made me choose those. I think call of duty works better as a one-off game. I, I am happy that they've found success in a, a live service model, but I don't think it it'll work for campaigns. And I don't think that there's, expectation around that so i would i would be super happy if they would just make one call of duty game every three years because every year is exhausting to me uh, and i don't and i don't even review the games but it's exhausting well, so. i think
2: the big change you'll see is they're gonna i think they're gonna separate their releases from their war zone yes less more i think they've, they've already said in statements that there were issues with incorporating black ops cold war and things into what was working at warzone and so i don't think they're going to try to mar- cross market quite like yeah. that um, yeah. anymore so when well, they, they said
0: uh 2023's call of duty the big kind of verified rumor if you will is that 2023 won't have a call of duty release next year so they're already moving, seemingly to a more staggered release. But uh, I'm God. with you, Travis. They're not, I,
2: they're not in charge long term. Depending, so
0: we'll that, that's yeah. true too. Well, that's they, might, true.
1: they might have to make one. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, my preference would be to your point. I agree with Travis. I, I like I liked Call of Duty more when they took more time to make them unique. And when you bought it, it was kind of a package thing. Like you knew what you were you were getting a decent campaign, a newer type of multiplayer suite. Even though Call of Duty feels like Call of Duty, I, I prefer that personally so all right thank you jacob appreciate that um all right that's on xbox guys uh just for reference to uh xbox did announce next week which we'll talk about uh on wednesday march sixteenth, 10 a.m pacific time they have an id at xbox and twitch uh oh, yeah sure. stream again so we're we'll gonna show how that us
1: tunic for the ninth time that'd
2: be cool <laughs> is that is that a release date yet yeah
1: yeah next, it does finally this, it, like it next finally week has a release date. Yeah. it's like next week I think that I think they're, they're going to do the show and then release Tunic. We'll probably. I saw
2: Tunic almost as much as I saw Below.
1: Hopefully, yes. Below Cuphead was another one. that got shown forever. <laughs> I, and I,
0: I I spoke to Below and Tunic at twenty eighteen E three. Nice, both of them because they had a little ID at Xbox section where you could yeah. speak to these independent I, games. I
1: remember at that at that E three, which I was at as well. That 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 I I thought back then. God, Tunic's been shown forever. When is this <laughs> Me game too. Come out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four now, years later, four years later, we're still <laughs> talking about Tunic. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's crazy. I am in for Tunic. No, oh, yeah, it looks great, job. but just like yeah. uh, we've seen it, you showed it to us way too early, and like yes. we have just well, pulled
0: it's, your you know, games before
2: back. Right? Loop released last year. I was so over it in Sony presentations. I was so <laughs> yeah. over Death Loop
0: yeah <laughs> yep that became a running joke with how much they uh they showed that off. um <clears throat> the only other kind of uh news items just to touch on is that uh we got a release date for gotham knights the wb games uh next yeah. marvel game or dc game I don't excuse me them <laughs> i kind of so, don't either okay so they're saying then to your guys' point october 25th um We know that uh, the Suicide Squad game, if I recall correctly, has already been delayed. Delayed, right? Yep, Yep. to the next year. Yeah. So Gotham Knights is kind of the the big comic game that uh, we're supposedly looking forward to now, October 25th. Again, right in the heart of uh, the fall season. So we'll see if that lands. And then we did get an update this week too on Dead Space's reboot from Motive Studios and EA. And I'm kind of surprised at this one, guys. That they um, they gave us a little update, but they said early 2023 is their launch window. And the product. reason it, yeah, and the reason it surprises me is if you recall when they first announced the reboot and showed us the first little footage of it in like what was it third quarter of last year? You know, six months ago or something. Late-ish last year, yeah. They they said specifically we're in extremely early development. Um, like they they made it clear that hey, we're just getting started here. So to Give a release window essentially a year and a half after that point seems way too quick to me. I, I, I'm i not confident in that.
1: That actually seems, um, I, I just based on what we've kind of seen in the industry, I think that is uh, really early for a remake, right? The remakes don't seem to take a lot of time. I guess you don't have to work on story or level design. Like, you kind of know certain things. Really, it's just about sure. getting the graphics and the gameplay down to meet modern. like Oh, the but easy
0: stuff right yeah
1: i mean graphics <laughs> and gameplay are tough but like i i you got to imagine that like a ton of game development is like the pre-process and they basically didn't have to do any of that Or right? well, that's like, true they're they're that's very concept true. art. they're, they're not they're changing know. the
2: story yeah. to fit in the modern era or whatever yeah there's yeah. no way they're doing
1: that dog not the, the, oh i'm yeah. just telling
2: you because that was the yeah. stuff i reacted to the most last year is like oh what are you doing what because they're like well we got uh we have to get more in depth with uh isaac and it's like no it's a horror game what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah, leave Isaac um, alone so I don't I don't know how it'll wind <laughs> up I I will tell you I have my doubts when it was announced I have my doubts about motive I mean I it's we'll, we'll see how it comes I to me it does feel like you did warn us like it sounded like it was three years out yes. last year and then and not only is it not only is it as early as it is it sounds like it was delayed like they're announcing that because they were aimed square at the holidays like that they were aimed for this year and they're telling you now it's gonna be early next year
1: I think it's a blessing in disguise because maybe, well, it is
2: maybe, unless it's, unless it's EA saying you guys promised us more Twitch viewers. When you did that big announcement, we, we're not getting the, we're not getting the, uh, the, the kind of response that we thought we would get. So your budget is this now and get something out.
0: (laughs) It could happen. That could happen. I swear if they screw this up, man. Yeah. Your, your,
1: your concerns about motive are similar to my concerns about, uh, Star Wars Eclipse, uh, which oh, also I mean, has Quantic been delayed Dream. To like twenty twenty four. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, when you say what, what, what was it? I was like, it might be twenty twenty eight. It's like, oh, so you're having some having some troubles.
1: Here's um, the thing, though that that's kind of normal for <laughs> Quantic Dream. Like their games take like six seven years to. So when they announced this, I assumed I was going to see this game like when I'm, you know, when PlayStation I'm looking 6. Like games. I'll well, be looking then, my then, games then, by the time that. Ooh, game comes you gonna look I'm that good? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the gym, man. I'm trying to come up. It was like a
2: cyberpunk announcement to me, which is that we need people, get excite, uh, come come, come work for us. More than it was, this game should be what you're excited about consumers. So it's it's just like CD Projekt eight years ago saying, hey, we're working on this, come work for us. Uh, and now, you know, you've got all these reports about Quantic Dream already having retention in, in certain issues uh and it's like I've, I've enjoyed their games you want to talk about weird um their plots never work at the end i mean it's, <laughs> oh it's, it's always bizarre right uh oh, what, what's the one where you go into like the dreamscape and fight a vr computer i, I can't heavy rain he- no no it's the one before that
0: uh beyond, it- beyond no, two souls. that was really bad yeah yeah yeah. that's beyond the one two two souls
2: had, like, it's, it's, it's like all quantum games has some interesting ideas Probably doesn't handle them super well.
1: Indigo (laughs) Indigo Prophecy has the same problem, but for some reason it it, it hits for me. Indigo Prophecy is so good, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I I it is so
2: weird. That's the one where you fight the freaking computer. That's it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's a great game, though. Uh, I mean, it's it was a great game. I actually played it like not that long ago, and like there's a part where you have to like file at the library you have to do like a filing system and i was like wow i want to die this is like agonizingly bad but uh but uh it, it's it's the story is so good
2: uh it is so something yeah no it is ambitious shown at the yeah. e3s of the world or whatever and they're showing the different the different shots of like the murder scene and all that stuff like, yeah that's really cool yeah. um but yeah i you know detroit is fine <laughs> Uh, they're Detroit, always is, oh, fine. cringe!
1: Oh, I Detroit hate it. I, fine. I really did not like Detroit. Haynes <laughs> and I have had this conversation on the show, actually, yeah. where we're, but yeah, I, I, just, I can't get past the, the incredibly the like of the metaphor. Oh my yeah. god, it's so preachy and like in, in your a face, really
0: cringe way. Like yeah. it, it's
1: like,
2: no,
1: yeah. it's just like canto bite. I
0: agree. Um, yeah. all right, place your bets right now. Dead space. Does Dead Space release in early next year? We'll we'll say first half of next year. Place your bets. I'm going to say yes. I feel like, yeah.
1: EA EA doesn't really miss deadlines,
0: weirdly, to their detriment often. Yeah, I'm a firm no, so we'll see. And I don't
2: think Gotham Knights or Hogwarts Legacy comes out this year. I think WB is trying to.
0: Hogwarts Legacy already got
1: delayed, right? I don't Did think it? it's this year anymore. Well, yeah. it,
0: it previously got delayed. They haven't since announced a new release date. It was supposedly going to be shown with, the rumor was it was going to be shown with Sony's presentation. Obviously, that just didn't happen. So
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes
0: for Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, so, One of the
1: biggest IPs in the world. Cool.
0: See. We'll probably see it in the summer showcase somewhere, right? So, we'll probably
1: If it comes it. out this year. I, I To Oak's point, I, I don't think that's coming out this year at all. It's not it going to a last year.
0: So if it misses a whole nother year, that'll be pretty interesting.
2: The latest update on Hogwarts is they are on track for their 2022 release date. And then a whole bunch of other stuff, because you can't talk about Harry Potter without talking politics.
1: Have we seen that game yet, though? Uh, Only that intro
0: did. The trailer is not
2: without things that look like gameplay, but it's all trailerized. So we haven't seen anybody playing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see that one. <clears throat> That's what we're saying, Jacob. Gotham Knights got announced for uh, November 25th, but uh, these guys uh, don't think it's coming out on that date. I, I,
1: don't uh, think could. I could see it because we've actually seen more of that game than Hogwarts. Like yeah. we've yeah, seen people a, playing it was like
2: that a game. 25 minute playthrough of like a yeah. mission,
0: didn't they? Yeah. And, and, so I, and I, 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 I
1: could see it coming out. This I don't
0: year, think I they come it. out in March like they just did and give a date unless they were pretty solid on it. Not to now, say it can't, that right. Last of Us Fair. Part Two
2: got an a, got an announced date and then they changed it like a week later. Like, yeah, that was after that was funny. I mean, like, this industry is weird with those. Agree, you know, you want to personal bugaboos? Is I hate that outlets say it's coming, like, the headline is Gotham Knights coming out November 25th. It's like, oh no, we have too much experience with this, guys. It's announced to come out November 25th. Warner Brothers says it will come out November 25th. I we're gonna look at this in a year and be like, it didn't though,
1: yeah. (laughs) I think I, mean, I think you're uh, I think you're combating the uh logistics of yeah, headlines I know, I know with the are, with the amazing. SEO of of how you write headlines, right? Yeah, and
2: I don't disagree with it. It's just it, the lawyer in me says you don't know that.
1: But <laughs> it's very true. Very if it bleeds, true. it leads,
0: Hogue.
2: And God knows, <laughs> I've been working on my titling. <laughs>
0: Oh man. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up guys. Uh, chat, you've been awesome today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, got a lot going on in the, uh, in the SG realm. So, uh, thank you for everyone who's checked out my conversation with Colin Moriarty. That is, I uh,
2: saw. Sorry. I saw a lot of viewers watching that one. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lots of uh, several thousand views now. So thank you very much. A really, uh, some really nice comments about that. Appreciate it. Uh, for those interested, uh, like Travis said, you know, he reviewed Witch cream for, um, For IGN, Uh, our review from Eric is up on Witch Queen Queen expansion as well, as well as uh, thoughts on Horizon. What did you guys give it? He gave it it a nine, actually. He really likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then our review on Horizon is up. Obviously a little late, but uh, Steve had some long-winded thoughts he wanted to share on that. So that's up as well. Uh, The unboxing video of this monstrosity of a statue is up on the channel you can check out. Thanks for all the feedback on that. Uh, this week, I'll also put up just a little quirky thing. I actually interviewed the COO of Atari about their VCS project two weeks ago. That was a patron exclusive. That'll go for everyone this week. So you can check nice. that out if you're interested in that You know, mini PC. And then uh, we also have another For the Record episode on RDNA 2 architecture this week, uh, where Carl and I begin to break down what RDNA 2 actually is and break down some of the misconceptions that you see in the Twitter verse about RDNA too. So a lot going on guys, Travis, what you up to? Where can people find you?
1: Uh, yeah. You can read my stuff on IGN.com. Follow me on Twitter at tag. I Travis, uh, as, as Ains already promoted uh, my destiny review is live. Um, I also have a. If you're a Destiny player, I have a weekly ZUR article that I do every week where I, I just tell you what Zur is selling. I've started doing that for IGN yeah. uh, for For some reason, they would just hit me up and they were like, "Can you write about ZUR every week?" And I was like, "Yeah."
0: I'm not I get tons of hits, dude. Yeah.
1: It? Oh, it does, dude? It's crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't understand because here, here's here's how you know that something weird is happening is that the person who asked me to create the article. It was an an SEO person. He like wasn't part of like the the regular yeah. editorial team. He was like, "Can you write every week about ZUR?" And I was just he like, said, eh. "What's a ZUR?" Can you talk exactly about <laughs> that? what what is a ZUR? <laughs> I um,
0: just copy it, put it on SG, and you probably he talk.
1: literally doesn't know what ZUR <laughs> is. Every every week I write the article, and then he like does his SEO magic, and then he like sends me a screenshot, and he goes, "Is this him?" Can I put <laughs> this photo of him up there? And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the hey, guy." I'm glad that it.
2: there's checking processes. That's yeah, great. yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. Does um, he have a
2: face yeah that's
1: it yeah he's got it he looks like a, a rotted pasta that's the guy um yeah so uh yeah you, you can re- you can do my stuff there obviously i do this show i do a destiny show on thursdays that you probably know about called the last word and uh yeah hopefully hopefully i'm going to be doing a, an ign uh podcast here pretty soon um fire Sweet. team chat we be, be coming back for uh, a witch queen special we've been planning that for a while really hard to plan with all the different people and the different schedules, especially since uh, the host is a, a new father and, and uh, I'm sure the, the other two people in this room know much better than I, what that means. Uh, uh, so yeah, that, that's going on. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, you should watch Hoag's videos. Um, I watched one of his videos this week where he had an inside scoop. Uh, no, on some interesting situation. I thought that was really cool. Also, he's got his face on his videos now, which I was, I, I watch his, I watch his videos with my phone in my pocket and I took it out and I wasn't expecting to see this guy's face. And I was like, Whoa, he's on camera how now. This people is people
2: feel about it. Shut yeah.
1: We're, we're, we're getting, <laughs> we're, getting, uh, we're, we're, we're going through a bit of a Hoag Renaissance. I don't know if you guys know this. A Hoag-a-sance. So a um, <laughs> a hoag a sounds like a, a period of time where Hoagies were really good. Um, So I don't I know about, sandwich. yeah, hell of a sandwich.
2: Yeah. No, I mean thank you for that. That's a very nice compliment. Yeah, we had a hell of a week in virtual legality. We uh, we had our biggest growth week in a long time, nice. uh, for any number of reasons. One of which was the Artesian build story continued until they froze all the assets and fired all the employees. And I had been in talks with some people in the company, uh, so I was able to give some quotes and some insight and some some color there uh, in a way that I don't usually do. Not an investigative journalist, not. <laughs> Not what I do, uh, but it was uh, very interesting, very insightful, I think, and and one of my favorite videos that I did this week. Um, So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, business law, uh, companies folding, companies growing, whatever it might be, virtual reality is the place for you. Uh, We are growing. Still best kept secret, maybe. Maybe season gaming is the best kept secret. Um, oh, so. uh, but, uh, yeah, if you it's like certainly this better kept
1: than your channel at this yeah, point, yeah. You'll, get
2: it, you'll get it in both places. You won't always get my face. I kind of try to pick those shoes where I want to be passionate and emotive still. So I'm about half and half, Travis. You'll, you never know when you're going to see Rick just pop up,
1: Nice, okay. uh, but I did
2: that. I talked a lot about Activision Blizzard was getting some, uh, uh, reporting on it for compliance or non-compliance with the California law that requires gender board quotas. Uh, we talked about some of the challenges there. So a little bit more, uh, depthful legal stuff happened this week and then you know elsewhere on the internet I, I spent six hours going over the jesse smollett sentencing hearing so you know i'm all over the place uh this week uh, you check it out at oh I can't, I can't
1: look at that that's uh, i gotta look away from that situation
2: yeah i don't blame you at Hoglaw law on twitter <laughs> youtube.com slash virtual legality uh yeah i'm very uh, you know we hit five million views on that awesome. channel for the first time awesome i think you can only hit a view count for the first time uh but now i'm i without trying to sound arrogant i'm pretty proud about that so i think very very cool come check us out and i will definitely be on the next season gaming bitcast because this t- this is more fun than a lot of the stuff that i talk about every day certainly <laughs> in, the, in the in the law firm side of things so i very much right. appreciate the invite and as always this is cool <clears throat>
0: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Chad, again, you've been awesome. Thank you very much. Anyone listening to this later, you know we appreciate you. So thanks for tuning in. As always, we'll be back in our normal foursome next week. Dan will be back and uh, we'll see what happens this week that we get to talk about next week. So as always, thanks for tuning in, Big Cast, your weekly gaming show covering all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo and PC with industry and technical insight. Until next week.